As the giant lizard emerged, Urgoblath threatened the harpies and minotaurs who had been standing by as spectators. He glared in their direction and promised to kill anyone who didn't help kill us. The nature spirit, the mother of venom, threw out a blue webbing to slow our enemies in an attempt to assist us in what felt like a never-ending fight. Urgoblath leaned forward, his fleshy rolls jiggling with every movement. He lowered his shout and spoke in a threatening tone, giving us one last chance to join him or to suffer the consequences of his wrath. Mother, I always tell you how I admire Victor's humility and growth as he's finding his way back to the Eight Rings. What I may not have always mentioned is his penchant for insulting our foes. He spat out a rather clever retort and was quickly stunned by Ergoblath's magic. He couldn't move or speak. We were in real trouble now that Ergoblath was stepping into the fight. The Froghemoth had just been a warm-up. More of Urgoblath's bullywug servants came marching into the amphitheater, and the harpies started circling overhead. My heart began to beat a bit quicker, and a feeling of panic and dread set in. I looked at Victor, his mouth frozen open, unable to move. With Victor out of commission, it was down to the three of us to somehow make it out alive, Sere, Bolt, and myself. Naturally, I have great faith in my friends, but... It was clear the scales had been tipped out of our favor, and I knew we were doomed. Suddenly, I heard Ezra's voice. He arrived just in time and out of nowhere, sending arrows flying at Urgoblath. He shouted at Bolt to set down the raven skull Lucia had given to him. Sari and I locked eyes and nodded. Urgoblath was going down. Sari raced forward, and I followed behind. She swung her glaive through the air and cut deep into Urgoblath's green, warty flesh. He waved his hand and sent magical purple fire to the wound. We watched in dismay as his magic virtually erased any sign of harm Craggy had caused. I said a silent prayer under my breath and I plunged my longsword into Urgoblath's gut and, with the power of my lady, struck true. A dazzling smile erupted on Sari's face and I turned to hide the blush that spread across my cheeks. I don't often get embarrassed, but... Something about her look made me suddenly feel all fuzzy inside. A deafening roar erupted from Urgoblath's pet. I whipped around and jumped out of the way just in time as the scaly beast lunged at me with his gaping jaws. I stumbled, falling to my knees, and felt as if twenty of Victor's knives had been thrust into my body as the beast snapped at me again, grasping me with its horrible mouth. Its hot breath smelled of rotting meat, and its saliva burned as it poured into the bleeding wounds where its teeth had pierced my flesh. The pain was so intense, I must have fainted. The next thing I remember was hearing a deep thrum that reverberated through my body. I woke, still in the beast's mouth. My eyes rolled in my head, and I couldn't feel my arms or legs. I managed to turn my head to the side and used all of my strength to force my eyes to focus on the battlefield before me. Ezra's sister, Lucia, and a group of elves in mismatched armor were standing on the dais, bows raised, sending a volley of arrows at the knolls. Beyond the dais, Urgoblath suddenly appeared. I thought perhaps I was delirious with pain, but remembered that Urgoblath is a skilled and powerful sorcerer, and to move from one place to another would be easy for him. Ezra shot several arrows at Urgoblath, but 
He grinned a wicked smile as he once again waved his hand and sent a swell of magic fire to the wounds, instantly healing himself. Again, my vision blurred as the monster clenched its jaw a bit tighter on my body. I forced myself to focus and tried to steel my mind against the pain. I reminded myself that the trio would provide. Standing in the middle of the elves on the dais was an elven priest who seemed to be studying me. My eyes narrowed and I watched him as he seemed to quietly chant some prayer. He waved his hands and I felt the most wonderful and strange sensation of my own wounds healing themselves. It was as if I'd never been hurt at all. Now that I had my full faculties about me, I tried to get a better lay of the land, all while clenched in the jaws of the beast. Victor shook his head and appeared to come out of the stunned state he had been in. One of the bullywugs lunged forward, cutting him. He took a few steps back and let out an audible scoff as the Queen of the Harpies flew to him, attempting to charm him. It's true, mother. Even in the heart of battle, the women can't keep their hands off of Victor. Sari reached into her bag and pulled out a small vial. She quickly uncorked it and then drank the entire contents in one gulp. Spectral hair ears sprouted from her head, and she began running as fast as lightning. The creature holding me with its mouth dropped me in a puddle of spit as it tried to bite Sari, but she was much too fast and it ended up biting the ground where she had stood, chewing on a mouthful of rocks. As Sari ran, she left a beautiful streak of ethereal blue magical essence in her wake. In a blink, she was before Urgoblath. She thrust Craggy forward, and the choir erupted in a swell of harmony as she pierced Urgoblath through the heart. With the incredible force of her glaive paired with her speed, Urgoblath's body burst into a million little pieces, like pollen in the wind. The lizard was choking out the rocks as I used all my might to swing at its side. A large, clean wound opened and a wave of blood spilled to the ground. I shouted at Urgoblath's underlings to put down their weapons. Now that their leader was dead, it was only a matter of time before they would be as well, if they continued to fight. The Minotaurs must have had the same thought. They quickly dropped their weapons and walked away from the battle. The Bullywugs were not as smart and continued to attack us. The lizard monster tried to trap me in its jaws again, but Bolt, anticipating the attack, was at my side and their old steel shield expanded, protecting us both from the beast. Bolt quickly reared back their arm and punched the lizard with their gauntleted hand. I heard a crunch from the lizard, and I thought I heard a little giggle of delight from Bolt. They're quite serious most of the time, but even the idea of them celebrating themselves bolstered my spirits and resolved to slay the beast. One of the harpies dove at Ezra, raking her claws across his back, then rolled through the air at me. I ducked out of the way and turned my attention back to the lizard. The elves began focusing their fire at the monster, and it was quickly filled with arrows, like your sewing pincushion at home. Victor's knives began whirling around him. As he denied the Harpy Queen's advances, she began slashing at him with her sharp claws. The other Harpies followed suit, and Victor was soon surrounded. He mostly effortlessly danced out of reach, but did get caught in their claws a few times. Sari was doing what Sari does best. She raced her way across the battlefield, killing every foe in her path with the help of Craggy. Any that dared attack her were dead within seconds. The choir hummed with every thrust and swing of her glaive. 
the bodies of gnolls and bullywugs began to litter the amphitheater. The lizard tried biting me again, but by then I had learned how to avoid its bite and rolled out of the way. It roared at us and whipped at Bolt with its tail. Bolt yelled out their own kind of roar and slammed both of their fists into the monster's head. Its entire body shook as it tensed up, then went limp and died. Ezra turned his attention to the harpies surrounding Victor and shot and killed the one closest to him. He stood tall on the dais and declared himself the catalyst of change. He was so confident and sure of himself, and even if he didn't have his golden billowing hair, his certainty made him appear spectacularly handsome. He was glowing with determination and grit. Victor summoned a magical cloud of swirling daggers in the space where the harpies were, then ran to join me and Bolt. His clothes were soaked with his own blood. I put a hand on his shoulder and magically healed some of his wounds. The harpy queen chased after Victor. I guess some women just can't take no for an answer. Violence hadn't seemed to work with the harpies, so Bolt turned to words. They convinced the harpy queen to stop fighting. She reluctantly agreed and called to her minions to halt their attack. Finally, there was but one bullywug left. He could see he was outnumbered, and it was a lost cause, but he continued to attack. Perhaps it was out of desperation, or maybe it was honor. Regardless, it was Sere who delivered the final blow, killing the bullywug and ending the fight. I watched Ezra stride up to Ergoblast's throne, stepping over the bodies of our enemies as he made his way. He stretched out on the throne, throwing one leg over the arm. Lucia followed Ezra, and we were all soon gathered around the stone throne. I was so relieved to see Ezra. I never thought that he was actually in any sort of grave danger. He was with family, after all. That being said... I don't have any siblings myself, so that family dynamic is a bit of a riddle to me. Regardless, it was good to have all of the Wayward Watch together once again. At first glance, Ezra and Lucia look nothing alike. The half-orc in Ezra is quite pronounced, and Lucia appears to have mostly elven features. She stood beside Ezra discussing treasure, and I studied their faces more carefully. Almost simultaneously, they both made an annoyed grimace at a comment someone made, and that's when I knew, without a doubt, that they are truly siblings. We asked Lucia where she had taken Ezra. They both explained she had taken him underground to see his mother. The use of time magic has taken its toll, and her mind is starting to fade. She didn't even recognize Ezra, her own son. But... The tribe of the Withered Bow, Lucia's people, believe Ezra truly is the catalyst of change that they've been seeking. The elves used to live rather happily in the Unglin marshlands. Unfortunately, Urgoblath and his malevolence forced them into hiding underground. Ezra's mother begged the Infinite Sight for help, but they turned on her and are now her people's sworn enemy. Sari suggested that perhaps it is time for the elves to rule the Winter Court. Now that Urgoblath has been defeated, it seems like a natural fit. We heard a commotion and a familiar voice. Keskes and a hug scrambled into the amphitheater. Apparently, their airship had been taken by harpies as they tried to escape the shifting dunes by detouring into the marshlands. It is unfortunate for them, but 
quite convenient for us, as we'll need help getting to our next destination. I found Mirana sitting on the amphitheater steps, looking out over the bodies of the fallen. I tried to apologize, but she wouldn't let me. She told me how grateful she was to be out from under Ergobleth's power. The Winter Court needs someone like her to help rebuild. Lucia and Ezra spoke quietly with one another as we prepared to leave. They hugged and Lucia left. As she did, a beautiful great horned owl silently floated down from the sky, landing on Ezra's shoulder. The owl's name is Ixburn and belonged to Ezra's mother. Darian will be quite pleased to have another animal companion join us. Our next destination is the Broken Expanse. The trio wants me to go there. I cannot say why, but I know I must obey their wishes. You know, Mother, if magic hadn't found me, if I hadn't been forced to flee our home in Rowan, the trio might not have taken me in as their own. And as much as I desperately miss you and Father and our home, I think my place is right where I am. My calling in this life, if you want to call it that, is to lead the Wayward Watch with the divine guidance of my ladies. Yes, we've made many enemies, and I am certain we will make more. And yes, I miss living in our sheltered community where I didn't have to think about or meet vile and depraved men who use the innocent for their own selfish gain. But the Wayward Watch is a mighty force to be reckoned with. The five of us, together, can do great things. And Mother, when we meet again, I promise you, you will be proud to call me yours. Love, Eve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to session 26 of Tales of Anaria. Oh, boy. It's been a long road getting from there to here, but we are finally here past the Ungolan Marshlands. Uh, we're on our way to what I think is going to be my favorite uh, section. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Like, I'm very excited. Uh, but first, I think we have just, just a quick announcement. Just join our Discord. We've been having people join and having lots of fun conversations over there. And also check out the Reddit. As well, if you like that over Discord. Yeah. Hope to see you there. We actually, uh, well, link in the description below. Moderating the Reddit. <laughs> yeah. We forgot that we have to approve posts. Yeah, apparently you got approve posts <laughs> as a. <laughs> well, we, we uh, yeah. There's like three or four episodes that just got posted all at the same time on the Reddit page because neither Scott or I knew we had to approve. <laughs> um, yeah, log in. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> approve, approve, approve. Oops. But uh, everybody's heard the recap. Uh, thank you, Tori, as always. And uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right in with everybody climbing aboard uh, the greatest treasure up the rickety ladder and onto what is it, it? It's the greatest treasure that you know, but it looks like it's been ransacked. Uh, Hug is currently like tipping boxes back over that were that were like spilled out and like picking up 
all the stuff. He's got like a, a broom with half of the bristles missing, and he's trying to like sweep up some hay or straw. They that took was half the of the bristles. They took Those half of monsters. Them. <laughs> yep. But like, but, but like one side, right? Not sparse. Like one side over. <laughs> Actually, you're you're pretty sure you can spot the bristles uh, tying together some of the railings, mm. just like uh, little ties there. So. Yep. What what happened, Kiskis? No, we was uh, we was on our way to uh, a, a border town. Um, yes, yes, and it, it requires crossing through the marshlands. And I, I thought I thought it'd be safe, you know. Uh, hug with me, a uh, faster ship thanks to uh, Bolt. Uh, yes, but unfortunately, ooh, harpies harpies got us, and, uh, and 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 they they took the ship and. They said they were giving it away to someone, which is not good, uh, but it's still here. So, Fortunately for you, you didn't have many shinies. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, excuse me a moment. Yes, yes. And he uh, runs off into the little cabin, and you hear the uh, telltale sounds of like floorboards like pr- being pried up. And, and then after a moment, you hear, <sighs> Yes, no shinies here. <laughs> If there's one thing that guess is, it's terrible at uh, deception. <laughs> but Hug says, uh, find a spot, we're gonna take off and then sleep on the way. Mm, that sounds lovely. Mm. I know Wait, where are we us. headed again? Oh, um... And he turns back to Kaskas and said, Kaskas, where you need to go? Well, where, where was your border town? What direction? Northwest. Seems as... Good a direction as any. Okay. Did you want to follow through on that um, mandate from the trio about checking out the the broken expanse? Yes, I. If it if it's all right with you all. We're close. Of course, I am quite anxious to go check out uh, that lead on um, on the. Uh, oh boy! Come on, brain. The infinite site. That that town in Morris Bend. Yes, thank you. That's in the one in the Cragath Mountains, right? Right. You sure you want to get there faster on foot? You mean you like a sonic boom at this point, right? A sonic boom. Oh yeah, you're you you. Oh, at some no, point, the you're... potion wore off. In <laughs> fact, <laughs> oh, probably as you guys that's were like, that's, that's why you're really kind of tired, like adrenaline rush. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could use Sarah just sleep. like slumped against the wall in <laughs> like six seconds, just like dazed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but we are here, and we probably ought to see what the trio is so interested in. I'm, I'm also fascinated to visit the Broken Isles, Broken Express. Why is that? <laughs> just never been. I've heard about it a little bit here and there. Were there any leads from your visions or anyone that you spoke to in, mm, in no. the court? Let's see. I do not believe so. Have oh, we? Do we? There was actually a lead. You did have somebody talk about the Broken Expanse while you were talking to them in court. Yeah. Bad guys. Mm-hmm. Do we even know if the Broken Expanse is a real place? Has anybody actually seen it? No. Kiss, kiss? Kiss? Oh no! I, I would never go past the breach. That's that's bad. That's bad space. Yeah. Um, there was that trio in the castle on Golan. Yeah, the, the uh, mercenaries. They talked about a visitor from the north, or one of them was a visitor from Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ezra, 
because it has been a little bit, you also do remember that the ship, the other ship that took off when you arrived was heading that direction. That's right, there was a ship <laughs> that was crawling up the mountainside. It seems... It was yeah. flying that way. It seems fate would want us to go that way. Fate's a four-letter word, just like Cory. <laughs> also <laughs> known as the DM. Giant, giant, like, neon sign that says, go here! <laughs> All right. We look around, around the horizon, West. like, no, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, if, you, if you're what? heading to Broken Expanse, um, to search for it. Border Town is last place for supplies, so good place to go. Uh -huh. Oh, is uh, is Heavy Arcanum Town everyone okay? I don't believe we're at odds with the Arcanum these days. I mean, we don't like them necessarily, but... Plus, yeah. we've got our handy-dandy badge that we can flash. That's right. The Crestor House mm -hmm. Emblem. Right. The crest I don't know, last time I flashed mine, it got me in trouble, but whatever. <laughs> um, you should probably make sure you hide away that old steel. I've got it. Got it. I will. Because I know that is one thing that they have uh, been trying to sniff out. Do you think we can put it in a, in a barrel and make more of that fancy magic water? Um, I, I suppose we oh, could, chaos. if a certain someone named Sari wanted to try it out. Sorry, handing out to all, all the Arcanum. <laughs> Would you like to lick the uh, old still, see if it changes? Right Would now, you? I just want to sleep. <laughs> Agreed. And she just like, falls down on the deck. <laughs> Hug starts stringing up hammocks after you fall asleep. <laughs> he doesn't make any move to actually like, pick you up. I just turn Craggy into a pillow. Does it? Does it? Yeah. Does it like sing in your ear? Sing, sing a lullaby. Yeah, exactly. so you go sleep. <laughs> like a cacophony of lullabies. But it's a, the pillow has a big mouth. Lullaby. Please stop That's using terrible. us this way. <laughs> We're a legendary artifact. Okay. Uh, so the the greatest treasure uh, gives out a little bit of a uh, puff of smoke. Uh, that comes from everywhere, like through the cracks of the deck, all of that. And uh, then it starts taking off and just starts, uh, again, it's a little bit smoother ride ever since uh, Bolt was able to help uh, Cast Cast rewire it. Um, but it's still, I mean, it's still the greatest treasure. It's still your your version of the Millennium Falcon, I guess. Hunk <laughs> <laughs> um, of junk. And yeah, but if That's anybody is, if there's anything that anybody wants to do or talk about before, you get to sleep, you can, or you can just uh, head on to bed. I guess I will. I'm out. I'll, I'll keep watch for any more harpies. Hopefully, we're on their good side. I desperately want to take a very long rest. <laughs> All right. So everybody falls asleep. It's a nice, pleasant night for most. And the marshland air is colder than uh, typical for an area. This is probably the coldest area in all of an area, except for maybe high in the Malagoth Mountains or the Tragath. In fact, actually, I think Kragath is uh, pretty warm because it is a volcanic range. Um, uh, Eve dreams. And in that dream, she's once again flying on silent wings, heading directly through the rest of the marshlands, directly towards uh, what is widely known as the Breach, which is this big bank of fog that blocks where everybody believes the Broken Expanse is. And... You fly through it, and you see 
dozens of islands of all shapes and sizes. Some of them have buildings on them. On them. Some of them have caves. You see even a little bit, little hints of life floating through the, the clouds, uh, sky rays, maybe a sky shark or two, that sort of thing. Um, and you just kind of glide through past all of it until you arrive at a large uh, broken temple. And you can tell that this is a place that used to be of reverence and is now uh, fallen into decay. And you see, you see the temple and you fly through the windows and you go to the main chamber on the very top level. And you see a figure kind of draped in uh, black shadow, just kind of watching as you enter. And they reach out a hand and it's kind of this large blue hand, far larger than uh, you are when you're human, whatever you are right now, notwithstanding. And as that blue hand reaches out, you can also see the faint signs of purple undergrowth under the skin of this hand. It's kind of bulging across and it's just kind of winding its way up the hand and you hear this voice that sounds like just the just like a, a tornado of wind say hurry and then you snap awake. Hmm. Whoa. And is it's still it, about um, the middle of the night. Like is it a masculine voice or it is a masculine voice, yes. Okay. <coughs> And it is still the middle of the night, but it definitely does cause you to, uh, to wake up and start. Since I'm, I'm in, since I'm in sentry <laughs> mode, uh, I kind of just turn and you are, are you all right? I just had a, a dream. <clears throat> I'm not sure if it was a bad dream, but it didn't feel very nice. <clears throat> oh, I have just a strange feeling. Um. I was flying in my dream through this, through the sky, and I, I went through the, the, the breach, which is a, like a wall of fog that separates the civilized parts of an area from this broken expanse. There were islands everywhere. Finally, I came upon a dilapidated temple, and... I flew into the main chamber and up to the top, I found a, a figure draped in, in black shadows. And he reached out a blue hand and beneath the skin was purple undergrowth. And he told me to hurry. Do you think it was, uh, a message from the trio, hmm. perhaps? Perhaps, it's hard to say. They did lead me to this point. I have no idea who that man would be. I'll have to think upon it. Now, <clears throat> sidebar, did uh, did Saradan tell us about the experience in Craggy, or did we, we all got you, pulled? You we were all there. there. Yeah. So we all saw the the black cloaked yes. figure mm -hmm. different, very different. Okay, that's this, this was more yeah. like somebody. So was I, just I, I would I would have asked that. Did it seem like the same figure as the one that of uh, empty? No, it seemed different. Hmm. That's one name that I can did remember. did um, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Can't remember your own name, but Avanti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
would Eve have felt like scared in that dream? Um, the sight of the arm wouldn't have scared you. The sight of the cloaked figure was more of just like a it was just a figure. Yeah. But seeing seeing that kind of like bulging undergrowth of something else, that's definitely probably what snapped you out of the dream. Was that horrifying? Yeah, that's big soupy. Um, did this? Corey's been trying to creep me out lately. <laughs> Keeps scaring, sending me all these scary things. Uh, did this figure figure have any kind of um, malevolence to it? Did it did it seem, I guess, evil or possibly like had evil no. intentions? No. Hmm. I don't believe so. It was this undergrowth uh, under this blue skin that was upsetting to me. And I think what woke me up. Can I roll some kind of like a history check to see if I've heard of anything similar affecting or maybe even like Arcana? To see if um, I've heard of like some kind of condition at all? Yeah, you can roll either of those. They're both exactly the same, plus, plus seven. So um, that'd be 26. Let's do, uh, Let's do Arcana. See if I recognize any kind of like malady or anything that would be magic in nature. Or does it sound um, familiar? It there are magical maladies. Um, it sounds from the description. In fact, what's your medicine actually? Uh, zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. So it it doesn't sound too arcane in nature, um, but you do know that there are parasitic things that kind of fit that same description. Okay. Well, um, obviously I'm not sure, but perhaps it could be some kind of a, some kind of a, maybe a disease mm. or an infection of sorts. I know that the, the, uh, unfortunate people at Big Town had, had some kind of like dark green stuff growing up you know, on their faces and arms and in that medical tent. But mm. it doesn't, that, it, that's not exactly the same, but it could be something similar. Hmm. Well, it could have just been a, a bad dream, but something tells me it was more than that. I would defer to you on, on that decision. I don't, I have had a total of four, four dreams <laughs> <laughs> in my entire, entire life. So I, I will trust your. I will, up to be. I will trust your judgment on that. <clears throat> well, try to get some uh, rest. Uh, last Keskes told me we were, we were still quite a ways away. And if I've had long enough time to take a long rest, I will summon Darian back. Uh, not quite yet. <laughs> so you're gonna have to spend the night uh, shivering in the cold without Darian, unfortunately. Sad. Yeah, Min is very sad. Okay. But uh, so, everybody can go ahead and take a long rest after that. If, if, when, as soon as they, like, they settle in, you'll just hear Victor laying over and saying, Good night. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really tell if he's awake or not. It might just be like a reaction. Yeah, yeah. it could just, just be like just sleep talking. Or yeah, are you sure he doesn't say, Oh, Lyra. <laughs> Confident. Hmm. Confidence. Okay. Uh, so the greatest treasure finds its way out of the marshland after two days of travel, uh, coming upon a surprisingly green field of swaying grass that stretches far to the north and south. 
You aren't sure how far it really stretches west, though, as your vision stops abruptly after a dozen or so miles by a bank of massive fog that blocks your view from whatever lies beyond. This massive wall seems to stretch on and on, but staring at it for too long causes a dull pain to creep into your mind and forces you to look away. Hmm. About halfway to the fog bank is a small collection of buildings that might barely be called a village or a town. Uh, three buildings lie on either side of a well-worn street, and a dozen or so small wooden houses are scattered within a mile of this main square. Uh, it's sort of like a, it's sort of like you would expect in a western town, right? Like that main thoroughfare, and you've got the buildings with the walkways on either side. <laughs> yep. At one end of the square is the most prominent building, a chiseled white stone. Uh, or, sorry, with chiseled white stone forming a single level and a marble watchtower jutting from its center. So basically, it looks like uh, it looks like an old like mission or like an old barracks that sort of thing. The Alamo. Yeah, sort of like the Alamo. <laughs> Remember the Alamo. Uh, a sphere of golden metal floats atop the tower. A beam of light streaking from it into the fog bank, visible even this late in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, finally, like, you like notice, a lighthouse style yeah, beam almost. Mm -hmm. Okay. And finally, you notice the large uh, banner displaying the golden three-pointed crown and brilliant orb of the Arcanum fluttering against the side of the tower itself. Can I? I'm gonna like ask the choir. Okay. Like when I'm looking at at into the fog, just kind of. Craggy, what, what what is this? What am I looking at? Go ahead and give me a religion check. Let's see. I always fail on all of mine. Yeah. Let's see how you do. I don't have a great religion score, but we'll see. You guys are new to this religion thing. Oh, 15. That's <laughs> true. It's hard to say. The choir kind of like reverberates in your ears. But answers lie within. Okay. Now, does that come from looking at the tower in the fog um the airship kind of glides around to the so you guys are heading basically west at this point so the the town is uh the the watchtower and the barracks is facing here is like the westernmost part of this little thoroughfare and you guys head just to the uh south of the barracks where you see this great field that has a few airships in it uh, that are either being repaired or being restocked, that sort of thing. Um, they are all Arcanum airships, like you can tell the, the basic skiffs that they use uh, here. It's a pretty standard like make for the airship. And uh, Keskes comes rattling down into that field. And yeah, and he says, welcome to Bordertown. It's a uh, nice place, it's small, but it is very nice. Yes, yes. Well, um... Kes, Kes, how how long will you be staying? Uh, I, I will be staying a few days before heading back. Um, not really sure where to go next. Uh, lost all cargo. Need to go find more. Hmm. So, Eve, what does the trio want us to do? Just walk out that way and see if we fall off. So, well, Craggy says that the answers lie within. Are we going to find a pilot well yeah, in my dreams i've always been flying through the air <laughs> if, just um, imagine what's any the other lore, way like the edge of, this is this would basically be like the edge of the world yeah like Nobody everywhere else that kind of like that kind of like you end up on the other side 
that's not here. Like, there is, as far as everybody is concerned, you go into the fog and nobody comes back out. There's there's rumors that it is a, that it is like just a floating set of islands and there's just air beneath it. But nobody really, like, knows. Like, all of the stories are, like, secondhand or third. I want to see what's in there. What if I tied a rope around my waist and you held on to it? This thing again with the rope? (laughs) Just gonna be it, worked, it. it worked last time. Call back to episode yes. two, three. Entering the I seem to remember Sanctum. going in last time and you guys were supposed to wait and nobody waited and it was just... We'll go for it. For science. Well, if... For science. I agree. That's, that's like the scene in Return of the King where it's like for Frodo. And you go rushing in. For science! For science. <laughs> <laughs> if, um, if the islands are floating, as some of the stories tell, or if they're even just regular islands, having an airship would probably be a good bet. I think, right, but I who think are we going to get to fly through that? Keskes won't even go through, and he does basically anything Actually, that's a good question. Keskes, have you ever considered flying into the fog? I think it like, looks from you to the fog, you and was never considered before, no. I think you're a closet adventurer. I think you'd quite like it, Cass has. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Hmm. Here's my yeah, persuasion. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Bag full of money. 23. 23. Cass is known to adventure from time to time, yes. He's very dangerous. You protect? Of course. Always. What could possibly go wrong? Also, Wink. <laughs> we, we would we would compensate you financially. I'm sure there are some parts or some more cargo you'd like to purchase. Oh, yes, but uh, concerned about Hug, and he like looks over at Hug, and Hug is just kind of like picking his nose right now, like <laughs> just looking up at the sky. Does a whole like yeah. Ew. <laughs> he puts it in the other nostril. Oh, <laughs> oh. now they're even. <laughs> and and Hug oh, turns hi. and he goes, "We need to find the new ship." <laughs> <laughs> this one's got character, man. <laughs> Two of them, in, in fact. Two characters. <laughs> but if, if Hug is okay with uh, flying off into danger, Cascas could be persuaded. And Hug just kind of like looks and just shrugs, like, "Okay, whatever." And he goes, "Oh, well, um." Give me two days to prepare ship and get supplies, and then we go die. <laughs> yes, yes. No, we will survive. Yes. Um, I don't think you can just say that like <laughs> that. You don't know, really. None of us really know. We could die anytime. Well, we're all going. We must. Going we to must die have eventually. hope. I could be dead already. I don't know. Very this, fatalistic all of a sudden. Everyone. This all could just, be the afterlife. It's, wait, t- it's terrible. Let's go check in with the Arcanum. Um, Kes Kes, and I hand him a small bag full of gold. I'm going to give him, I'm actually going to give him 50 gold. 50 gold? This is to help uh, do whatever you need to to get the ship ready. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And then the rest is yours. And he he says, good luck with the Arcanum. And he kind of stumbles off the ship, and not stumbles off. (laughs) 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 I've been drunk this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's why this ship's so terrible. Uh, That's why he's so happy. As he's like walking away, there is like a there's uh, like a, a human male with or actually I think Perfix is a typhling? Gravel. Hang on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a typhling. Uh there's a typhling walking up and uh kind of he's just he looks like he's got 
your standard kind of artificer, you know, belts and buckles and everything, and and they just start quietly talking to one another. So you guys are free to roam about the town and go. You said you wanted to go to the Archon? Yeah. Okay. Might as well. Right. Might as well. You just go stand outside, <laughs> leaning up against the wall, and be like, I hear someone's been using chaos magic. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about this beam that they're shooting into the fog, as almost as though to either try to penetrate it or perhaps uh, be a warning or some sort of signal for someone that they're, Maybe they're waiting also for. Maybe be holding it back. Or they're looking for someone or something. As a monster, a sky monster. That'd be my guess. Probably just a lion. We saw the tail, and you saw the wing, or I saw the wing, and you saw one of them. I choose not to believe (laughs) that. I do as well. I I didn't. Ignorance is bliss. If you can believe that Victor can actually stand in a fight and not die, then you can believe it. And attract women. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. What is this? How does, what does this have to do with anything? I mean, it really is interesting. <laughs> they can't even see your eyes. <laughs> How do they know what your soul's like? Because they can't see into that window. His throat. Uh, I look down his throat and deep into his stomach, <laughs> like a bottomless pit. You know, it's funny. Just like his just go there. <laughs> <laughs> you two are more alike than you think. <laughs> he's very, he's very. What color are your eyes, Victor? Amber. Hmm. Like Lyros. Prove it. Just kidding. We'll make you do that. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it off the top of my head. <laughs> Ugh, curses. Uh, so you guys arrive at a 10-foot-tall white stone wall that surrounds a courtyard and several smaller buildings. You can kind of see the tops of them. Um, made of the same material. A set of iron-banded wooden gates sits heavily at the front entrance, and a pair of Archonum soldiers stand at attention outside. And they're wearing that standard kind of uh, blue and silver here, um, it's almost like, I guess the easiest way to describe it is almost like they have like an aviator hat on, but it's made out of metal and they've got the goggles and kind of a, a face covering. And they just watch you approach and one of them steps forward and goes, uh, good afternoon, you're new in town, yes? What gave it to me? <laughs> it's a small town. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Eve. We are the Wayward Watch. Nice to meet you, Eve, and the Wayward Watch. I am Officer... Krupke, please. Branderwine. I am Officer Branderwine. We all start punching him in the face. (laughs) It's it's, it's a reaction. He he does say no relation. (laughs) Hmm. Interesting. Um, We'll be here for just a few days. We're planning on heading into the fog. Into the quarantine zone. I mean... We've been thinking about it. <laughs> really. What what what's it quarantined for? Uh, n- nobody goes in there. Arcanum orders. Why is that? It's dangerous. People just go in and die. Like, well, what's what what's we don't the, want anything coming what's back. What's with the lighthouse thing? It's almost as though you're expecting someone to come out of it. Uh, we're actually trying <coughs> to keep something from coming out of it. There's a lot of dangerous creatures in the breach. Hold you, sky what? monsters. Like what? Um, different sorts of extraplanar aberrations, that sort of thing. Hmm. So if if you do go out into the quarantine zone, what is the punishment? So if they if you never come back, how are you gonna imprison me if I don't come back? That's why we try and keep people from going in 
before. Mm. Oh, I see, I see. It's yeah. preventive. It's mm -hmm. preventive. Yes. This is like the scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. Say oh. I wanted something. This is all hypothetical. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of, of course. Uh, anybody who would want special permission, hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. of course, uh, would want to go and speak with the champion. So where is the champion now? Uh, she, I believe, is in her office, if you'd like. I can take you there. She's in the fog. <laughs> is that the, like... Let's do it. Person that's stationed from place to place. Uh, so as far as the as a reminder on the Archon structure, you've got the officers, right? The the different soldiers. Uh, and then above them, you have Justicars, which usually handle like the smaller towns, that sort of thing. They're the sheriffs. Uh -huh. But if if something is high importance, they will send in a champion, which runs the Justicars and basically the whole the whole caboodle, right. that sort of thing. First time we would have ever met a champion. Well, we can now wake up. How does one get a meeting with the champion? I mean, I'll, I can see if she's available if you'd like. If you, if you don't mind just waiting here a moment. Absolutely. In a town like this, I can't imagine she's busy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Officer Branderwine goes off. Uh, goes into <laughs> I forgot his name Branderwine. Like when he leaves, this, you said he was just standing or is he at a guard house type situation? They were just standing outside the front just gates. Outside, okay. Yep. So there's not like anything we can rifle through? No. And the other guard is still there. He's just kind of... Can we rifle through the other guard? Okay, that's wow. called assault. <laughs> so, um... I, I just turn to the other guard and I say, How long have you been stationed here? What's the news? Oh, I've been stationed here for about ten years now. Wow. Yeah, uh, most people who end up coming out here end up staying for their lives. Uh, we try and settle down in, in the town around here. Uh, in fact, most people that you meet in the town are related to the Arcanum in some way. Mm. Wow. See, no. so not a lot of. Uh, is there in breathing here? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Not a lot of uh, lady options. There's a lot of fresh blood that comes in. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That'd to replace the weird, old blood. If you ask me. Is it uh, a very safe town? Because I mean, when you said that there are monsters. Well, your partner said there are monsters that. Uh, yeah, the come out of the fog. The beacons the keep them kind of. They they don't actually come out of the fog because of the beacons. Um, they did in the early days, but we managed to push them back. And every now and then, we'll get word that something's going on towards you know, towards the edge of the breach, and we'll just run in there, do a quick scouting around. I mean, there's there's towers up and down the breach itself, kind of uh, defending it as well. This is just the where the base of operations is. Is there um, a place in town where one might procure, uh, well? What's the name of the magic company? Um, the Wellspring. 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 Yeah. Is there is there a <clears throat> is there a Wellspring items? Oh yeah. Company in town. Yeah, they, they got uh, one of the buildings, and he actually points to the uh, the building not too not too far away on the. Let's see, if you're facing away from the gate, it would be on the north side. So it would okay. be on the left side at, at this point. And he says, "There's a." Uh, there's there's a Wellspring item company, the General Goods Store right next to it. Uh, down at the end of that uh, left side over there, that north side over there, is the Road Inn. Uh, you can you can go there and stay for a couple nights if you want. The uh, Road Inn. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then uh, and then he points to the other side because he, he was like, yeah, might as well give you the rest of the tour. Um, and he says there's Orfix's um, shipyard and repair depot. Uh, that's if you have. Any sort of uh, airship repairs that you're needed, mm. that's where you'll get them. Um, that's Balin's Bank, and then of course you've got uh, shipping and storage, where most of the caravans keep their stuff. Hmm. Thank you. 
Have you seen any of these monsters with your own eyes? Uh, no, I'm. I've been personally like just stationed here at the guardhouse. Mostly, I haven't uh, gone into the breach too many times. Every time that I did, it was just some sort of uh, false alarm or so some rough. You, you have been, been in through the fog. the fog. Yes. Are What's you? it like? It's really foggy. Um, Is there a ground? Did you, did you use a rope for about, to get back? For about like 100, 150 feet, and then it just drops away into nothing. Did you Did you use your rope? Wow. A rope to get there, like? No, I mean, you can... I, I, look, I don't really recommend it, but you can walk into the breach, like into the fog bank. It's you must be very ground. brave to have done this. Well, I am a member of the Arcanum, so... You know. <laughs> I do actually play the horn. <laughs> <laughs> French horn or <laughs> flugelhorn? <laughs> it's, it's one of those like uh, you know, Australian, just like the didgeridoo. But what if they're holding away the honorable people, and really the shadows are honorable? That might be the point. I digress. Of course, yeah. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention. I was thinking about. Didgeridoos? My didgeridoo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just realized I hadn't cleaned it since last night. Oh, so dear. Yeah, that's, that's not. Uh, that's a so, don't. So, exactly. So, what happens if the beacon. Um, how, how do they keep it going? Uh, we have a rotation of a few. And he, he pauses for a moment. Give me a persuasion check because he just realized that <laughs> this is probably more sensitive information than you should be giving out. <laughs> How many rounds you do you have? How far apart are they? Which, which path what do you What time is your shift change? <laughs> so that's going to be 21. 21? There's uh, a, no, I, I, I forgive an old blind man or a young blind man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you don't look that old. I'm not that old. Um, I'm just very tall. And he, and he says, we got a, we, there's a trio of mages that maintain uh, the, the beacon, kind of just keep it up. Keep working. That's wonderful um, that they're willing to do that. What would say happen if they didn't? <laughs> the monsters. Who you told uh, us this? Yeah, If you've never it? seen them, how do you know that they exist? <laughs> <laughs> Not very faithful, are you, sir? <laughs> Not usually. Yeah. Well, well actually. I mean, I've I've heard the horror stories. I I've seen uh, groups go in and, and half of them never come out. That sort of thing. From um, monsters or just I mean falling off the edge. They say it's monsters. I'm starting to question I mean, a little bit to be honest. It sounds like a good cover up for getting shot. You're, making, over the you're side. making me question all my life choices. <laughs> um, if if one embarrassing to die by falling off. If one beacon cliff. fails, the other ones should pick up the load. Uh, it kinda just oh, it kinda just know, acts right? as uh, like a driving force to push away mm -hmm. anything that might want. I, I just wanted to know, you know, because I, it seemed like it was kind of a. But if there's a failsafe, it makes me feel safer. It seems like your have friend you, is taking a, quite of a long time to come back, right? Have you yeah, ever? it's a little <laughs> odd. Uh, he might have gotten caught up. Like, technically, the barracks is how you get through to uh, the champion, so he may have gotten caught up talking to a friend or something. Talking is a free action, so he's frozen right behind the gate. <laughs> 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 um, are, there, are there any like, like shrines around here for some god? He, he needs some, some gods in his life or something. You uh, see, Ezra doesn't believe in gods. People think he is one. Yes. Oh. I mean, look well, I mean, he, he looks very one. unique. I mean, yeah. again, as a reminder, <laughs> horn, Long blonde hair, <laughs> golden owl, a golden owl on the shoulder, blue, blue scarf. and gold scarf <laughs> yeah, across. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. And a bow and arrow. Yeah, we and, got and, a fanciness. <laughs> and Ixburn is definitely just like sticking with you, like he's just yeah. curiously watching everything. Um, 
so the other guard comes back, uh, Branderwine, Officer Branderwine, <laughs> and and he says, uh, yeah, the champion is eager to meet the next group of daredevils that want to go into the breach, so <laughs> you would all follow me. Great. Right. Um, Officer Branderwine. Yes. Has a uh, has a beacon ever failed in in your time in we, this position? We've had a few uh, beacons shut down temporarily, and we've had to add, have extra forces head out there. Um, it doesn't happen too often. Uh, it is a pretty high priority up here for the Archon to make sure that uh, the breach is maintained. If the if the beacons went down and, and something came through the breach and got past you, would the Archon hunt it down? Or oh, do, yes. do you hire that out or for other things? Or, or, yes, uh, or do you go to the... Um, Fellowship. Fellowship. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that, that would definitely <laughs> fall under Archon purview. We'd want to make sure that that uh, was taken care of swiftly. It's good to know that you're watching out for us. I mean, it seems like it'll be pretty expensive to keep these things up. Victor and his flattery. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it is It is quite the expense. There's a good chunk of the budget that I guess gets put towards it, but... Uh, sure, there's lots of jewels and things that power it. That's why you should pay your taxes, Victor. That's why we pay our taxes every, every time. 100%. Right. Good soup. You shouldn't pay 100% in taxes, by the way. <laughs> That's not what they told me about tax forms. That's a terrible tax bracket. Yeah. Uh, you should really you talk found, to You found, like, the <laughs> seediest accountant ever. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, 100%. Yep, I'll take care of it. Don't worry. Um, so inside the, uh, the, the interior itself, uh, you can see that this 10-foot wall kind of has uh, a few ladders that are set up on the inside. It very much looks like a kind of this sparse uh, barracks area. The courtyard that separates the various buildings of the Watchtower, uh, which is the name of the, the whole uh, barracks, by the way, consists of hard-packed dirt and well-worn training equipment. Uh, target dummies, targets, and a small circular sparring ring take up the bulk of the space, and a small well sits off to one side. On this side of the wall, you can see that the parapet has several ladders to climb up and overhangs about eight feet, creating a shaded walkway around the exterior of the courtyard as a whole. Mm -hmm. And as he's walking you in on far west is a two-story building that has a few more guards milling about it. And then you've got a small little, um, it looks like there's maybe a small little shrine off to the uh, the northwest. And then you've got a building to the north, uh, a small building to the south, and then there's this little uh, tiny door that leads up to a, a staircase leading up into the watchtower itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, but he leads you past the sparring ring, past everything else. Um, you can see that there are Arcanum soldiers on the north and south doors, like another pair of them, heavily armored and watching you as you enter. And he leads you into a barracks, which is just uh, rows of bunks. Uh, they keep the middle clean just to make sure that people can get through because there is a staircase at the other side that leads up. And he says, if you follow the staircase up... Uh, the champion's office is at the end of the upstairs hall. And she's uh, you, expecting you, so just feel free to knock. And what was right. her name? Uh, that is, uh, her name is uh, Champion Brightlands. Brightlands, mm -hmm. thank you very much. I secured her everybody's bunks. Uh, there, I mean, it's a, it's- You're gonna steal a whole bunk? The Arcanum is like a military institution, so, so there are- yeah. There's nothing have, sitting out? Okay. Yeah, there's not very much sitting Just out. Just trying you to can gather see, intel on the people. Like yeah, how, you can see a couple like, that are like playing cards and everything. And without the, without like the helmets on, you can see that there's a variety of races. It's not just like 
but like when they are wearing their helmets and everything, they look very uniform. There's no unless yeah. they're unless they are like a specific race that is shorter or taller than average. Like, yeah, there is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they they kind of give you a glance as you're walking by, but they kind of expect to see you know people not of the Arcanum heading up to talk to uh, the champion. So you guys can go ahead and head up the stairs. Okay. Yes. Okay. The upper level of the barracks is set uh, is set up with three separate doors. On the right from the stairs is a door listed with the label for executive restroom. And on the left is an unlabeled door. Just a, it's a big pot and so yeah, small pots. Yeah. And then at the back of the room is a dark wood panel doorway with an embossed label which says Champion Justine Brightlands on it. Justine Sarah wants to peek her head in the door of the uh, executive bathroom. Okay. To see yeah. if there's a tub. Uh, yeah. Well, so it's not, there's not a tub in there, but there it is a very nice, like, mm. it, it like it's a castle bathroom. It's yeah. not a, just like a, a pot or a rest or an outhouse, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, after all that time on that ship. Should you use it? I think I will. <laughs> She's gonna go to the bathroom. Okay, already. <laughs> the first time in the campaign. <laughs> Somebody so. uses the restroom. There's yeah, an epic we. die. <laughs> <laughs> first we. <laughs> but it's nice, like, it's a pleasant experience. Uh, you get to wash your hands afterwards mm. in, in a, like, a water basin bowl. That kind of, <sighs> Edging. Know, Mm-hmm. It is very nice. And then he, you step out, and do you guys? Get, does anybody else wish to Thanks. use? The Sorry, nope. I'm I can't poop. Okay. Enter. Yeah. Oh. You, you go. You, you first. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Open so you open the door. Door of the back swings open into a spacious office, illuminated by an orb of golden light shining like a small sun that has been set into a recess in the ceiling. The dark oak flooring has been covered by a large red and white rug. A moderate desk rests in the center, one chair uh, with a dwarven woman resting in the back or behind it and two in front. Uh, the west wall has a small door along the north and or along the northwest and along the north and south walls are a few items of note among them is a burnished suit of half plate uh size for a dwarf and a collection of arcanum badges that lay evenly spaced on this the shelf next to it each looking battered and displaying the name of the officer they once belonged to on the other side of the room is a large pillow upon which rests a regal golden feathered griffin that eyes you with curiosity as you enter so they look it looks like a, a uh, remembering the dead type. With the yeah, it yeah, like definitely looks like support. a memorial. By the way, I'm assuming that you did not bring Darian in here with you if you summoned him at this point. No, I would have left him out of here. Okay. Pro On the yeah, probably back outside. with um, Cass Cass and Hug. Okay, sounds good. Um, uh, and the, the 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 woman is kind of, she's got blonde hair, she's got uh, kind of a big windswept kind of freckled face and she looks up and she looks just like a, you know, kind of your stocky dwarf. It's kind of done in a long braid in the back. And she says, uh, you're new in town, I guess. You're the uh, ones that Brandywine was talking about. That we are. I see our reputation precedes us. The Wayward Watch. That is indeed what we call ourselves. Hmm. But my name is Eve. Nice to meet you, Eve. This is Saradon, Victor, Ezra, and Bolt. Very nice to meet you all. Uh, what can I do for you? Well, we 
need to enter the fog. I'll, I'll just be honest with you. We could go about it and do it ourselves without permission, but I think we'd rather have your permission to do so. Oh, well, I, I do appreciate the honesty. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, um, look, I understand if you have a death wish. <laughs> no. But I I'm not going to I'm not going to let some group of adventurers just go into the fog. That's that's suicide. Are you a religious person? I am, and she kind of she kind of leans back and uh, touches the symbol for what was his name? A Munator, uh, god of the sun. And she says, I am actually blessed by a Minotaur. Mm. Well, I am a servant of the trio. Have you heard of them before? Um, I believe there was some sort of... I'm going Southern with this again. <laughs> well, she wasn't going to be Southern. I was going to try and do Scottish. But I believe that uh, there are some sort of uh, nature spirits. They are, indeed. The and... Talon, the Thing, and the... Well, the claw. <laughs> I know who they are. <laughs> I'm a devout worshiper. The claw's gonna get you. Understand them. They came to me in a dream and sent me here, and it is their wish that I enter beyond the fog. Now, don't give me a persuasion check. Um, seventeen. I understand the life of a uh, devoted fall and uh, looks like a champion as well of your uh, individual gods. Uh, Amunatar himself has given me tasks over the years that uh, denying those tasks is uh, painful to do. But sometimes you you just can't. And this is one of those times I, I can't stress enough that there is a there is a really good reason why the Arcanum has blocked this place off. To keep what, us um, sheltered and not exploratory and locking our minds down to keep us from wondering what actually exists out there. What, right? what, what, like what my friend means to say is, what is it exactly that, that, that lies out there that you're protecting us from? Well, you've, you've all stared at the fog, correct? At the breach? You've felt the uh, pain that it causes you for staring too long. Mm -hmm. There's just more pain out there. Mm -hmm. Many people go mad spending too much time there. We've had plenty of soldiers of our own, and she waves her hand over to the badges, that they just end up going crazy and have to be retired. Have you, ever, have you ever seen anything come out of it? Once or twice. Uh, I've been in there several times myself. Why? Why do you go in? Uh, expeditions to make sure that things aren't getting too close. Uh, sometimes we go in chasing ruffians. Sometimes there's, uh, you know, some sort of aberration that we have to take care of. Could and yet we, you've maintained well, your sanity. Through the grace of the Munasar himself, I'm sure. Could we perhaps sign up to join you in one of these expeditions to protect the continent? I mean, if you want to join up with the Arcanum, we're always looking for new, fresh faces. And, and especially ones that are willing to settle near the breach. That's always uh, welcome. Do you do any sort of 
1099 work uh, <laughs> <laughs> on a contract basis. Contracted workers. <laughs> Mercenaries. Unfortunately. We do pay our taxes. Victor pays 100% of his income. <laughs> Under Victor pays taxes for all of us. <laughs> Under certain circumstances, right uh, I, I am allowed to deputize people temporarily. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see too much of a great need at the moment. Uh, everything has been going fine in the breach. There hasn't been any sort of issues you know, in probably about a year and a half now. Hmm. It would be a shame if one of those beacons went out. I think she's Just out. kidding. I didn't say that. <laughs> Tori said that. Oh, we already but said that earlier. Saying that. <laughs> okay. Look, there's, there's nobody that gets into the breach without us knowing about it. And I'm, I'm telling you this straight up because I, I want to make sure that you know that if you do go in there, we will be coming after you. We'll, we'll make sure we get you back out. Before too Unless much we somehow got your approval. Unless you got my approval. What can I do to change your mind? This is this is important to me. If you'd like, I can round it up the chain. Uh, see if the Triumvirate themselves might want to uh, accept an expedition of um, five individuals uh, under a specific banner. We do have... Um... The, the blessing of uh, the Arcanum, I actually want to show um, that uh, read from Lady Crestor. We helped quell um, the uprising in Terrebonne uh, not too long ago. Oh, the Battle of know? the Bloody Fountain, perhaps you've heard of it. That was my blood. <laughs> <laughs> not much news gets out here. Uh, I know I know we got a new bard in that uh, has been singing stories, but uh, has a song about Brander and one about Bloody Fountain. <laughs> That's the only two he knows. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she's she. I haven't really been to see her myself. I don't really care much for the inn, care much for the drink, that sort of thing. Um, may I see the badge? Of course. And she takes it and looks it over. And she says, as far as it goes, uh, the word of an individual noble house, even one as uh, prominent as uh, one from Terrabon, doesn't really mean much as far as the Arcanum goes, and they'll back me up on this if uh, if they need to, but I, it helps your case, that's for sure. I can run out the chain, get a word back in a couple if weeks. You're, well, <coughs> good day. If you're concerned about our well-being. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have had some experience with, with uh, odd phenomena um, even Ceridon actually uh, fought off some. Yes, we helped the Arcanum uh, with 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 a rift. There's a void rift. Oh, a few months ago. Well, we appreciate your service. And then we ran into uh, yet another void rift and closed it down. Um, you you uh, you wayward watch folks sure do travel, do you? From the hallway. Seems we do your job for you. <laughs> <laughs> for, forgive our friend. <laughs> <laughs> He means what he says, though. <laughs> you know, I like that. I appreciate and it. We've also ran into a couple aberrations and have been able to handle ourselves. So, like I said, let me see what I can do. Give me, give me a couple days. Maybe I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll escalate your issue for you. Aromancers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll see if maybe I can get a swifter message out there. If a couple weeks is too long, uh, I'm, I'm not going to give you guys any hope, though. Okay. Uh, I, it's one of the most dangerous places, and not been, very many people get approved for it. And Let me know that they, as a member of the Eight Rings, that I am honor bound to uh, go to this place on behalf of the trio. Well, they'll have more uh, 
I'll have more respect for the actual gods than for the eight rings out here, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and let it to you. Before we go, a quick question. That, that, that armor has has really caught my eye. What can you tell me about it? Oh, that's uh, that's the old family armor. Uh, I, I wore it when I was uh, growing up and training to be a paladin, and <coughs> once I joined the Arcanum, well, it's now just more sentimental, made by my father, so. It's well crafted. Thank you. I'm, I'm from Malagoth myself, part, ah. of the, part of the vanguard there. Really? I, the hair did look familiar. <laughs> while while this like, conversation is going on and they're talking about the armor, is the, are all those badges <laughs> within eyesight? Yes. Can I slide a pan one of those badges? Going Just to act like I'm looking at it. Yeah, um, go ahead. Like not to, not looking like I'm, but I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, my uh, my family is uh, from the high steps, actually, at Hall's Peaks of uh, Malagoth. Really? Yeah, Clan Brightlance, where, uh, ah. yeah, we're, uh, it's a pretty nice place up there. You rolled terrible, didn't you? That's a 27. Oh, wow. I do I do miss it, though I'm not quite ready to go back, I don't think. It's uh, it's been a long time since I've been there too. I've probably been out here about twenty three years. I was sent out um, by the king to see if I couldn't learn more about the breaking, but our journeys have sort of gotten us away from that recently. Yeah, that kraken. It's uh, we've got our best mages on it, so you can rest assured that we'll find out what it is and. If uh, you know, and then maybe you can head on home a little early. Yeah. While while you're talking, I actually want to move over towards the Griffin. Okay. And uh, pull out <laughs> uh, my little bag of bird seed that I have for Callisto, uh-huh. and see if I can give some to the Griffin. Give me an animal handling check. Okay. How big was this Griffin? Did you say? It's a it's standard size for a Griffin, so it's a large creature. So it takes up a good chunk of that wall. Yeah. Fourteen. It kind of like. Cocks his head to the side a little bit, but doesn't uh, take any. You seat. forgot to bow first. And oh, wait, uh, that's a hippogriff. And she, <laughs> she looks over and she goes, "Oh, Varys doesn't eat. He's actually uh, he's actually a steed blessed uh, oh. by Munotar, or given to me by him." Please excuse me. I need to use the bathroom, and I'll intentionally stumble my way out the door. Okay. <laughs> and turn right towards the executive bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. <laughs> Uh, but feel free to stay at the road inn. I'll go ahead and send somebody if I if I hear back. But uh, like I said, don't really get your hopes up. Sorry, folks. I made the trip out here for nothing. <laughs> at least we got to see the end of the world. That was worth the trip itself. <laughs> it is. It is a really interesting place up here, and uh, you know, it's not a bad place to settle. We're always looking for new settlers. We'll keep that in mind when our wanderlust gives out. I understand. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. And she'll just kind of go back to her turn notes, and you guys can leave. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to sleight of hand that armor. Just kidding. She's like, don't me. Why are you wearing my armor? She just kind of, I, I do kind of look at it, and I'm like, I wonder if that would fit. Do you mind if I try it on? <laughs> I'm looking for some new half plate. Uh, well, well, honor compels me to complete our task, that regardless of it being in friction with the law. Let's, let's, she's had have, a couple this, let's have this conversation once we leave the barracks. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming we've walked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah you, guys, you guys can walk out. Okay. Okay. Well, let's yeah. give it. Did, did you stop by the executive bathroom or did you just leave? 
I was. I just left. Yeah. I was looking for him. I was just leaning up against the executive bathroom, like listening, but pretending that I had stormed off, but listening in case she said something stupid. I could come in there, like, how dare you? <laughs> and one more thing. Um, let's let's give it a few days and see see if anything comes from this. Should we head to waiting around here? For Oh, we, we have to wait till Cascas's ship is ready. That's, that as soon as it's days. ready, yeah. we're leaving. He's got two days for that. Whether we have her permission or not. We might want right. to leave a little quicker than we are. Perhaps under the cover of night, it might help. But she did say they had ways to to know if we were to go into the fog. I wonder what those are. Perhaps. Why are you guys walking wear. so slow? Walk quicker. <laughs> what did you do, Victor? I have nothing of importance. <laughs> Uh, so you guys exit the barracks at this point, and uh, Brander Wine says, "Have a great day." Thanks, Brander Wine. Too much drunk. Um, can mm, no, never mind. Let's let's head over to the inn, maybe get a room. Yeah. Road. The what? road. The road inn. inn. Yeah. The road inn. Uh, a wooden porch and balcony denote the beginning of this two-story light oak panel building. Shutters clatter, clatter noisily against the sides of the building. In the high wind of the plains, and the swaying oak sign proudly pronounces the Road Inn. Uh, as you step in, the main floor of the inn is filled with chairs and tables, and the smell of fresh polish. About half of the inn is filled with men and women chatting away. Uh, some wear Arcanum uniforms, while others are dressed in simple clothes. Uh, towards the back wall, a human bl- bard, blard, <laughs> a human blard, blard, a human bard plucks at a harp, uh, sending out a soft hum of music without being overbearing. Uh, the south wall is taken up by a staircase that leads to a balcony and a few rooms beyond. And against the north wall lies a long bar. Wait, it wouldn't be the north wall. It would be the the east wall has the staircase. The west wall has the bar. My apologies. Um, sorry. Uh, so along the west wall lies a long bar and an adjoining kitchen where a narrow-faced elven woman with long black hair pulled into a ponytail pours drinks for a couple of waiting customers. A sign above the bar reads, please do not use magic. And all, it's a jovial atmosphere. Hmm. I want to walk up to the bar and say, greetings, um, five travelers looking for rooms. Do you have any vacancy? Uh, yes, we always have a vacancy here. <laughs> um, welcome to Bordertown. Uh, do you? How many rooms do you need? Um, well, what's the going rate? Uh, going rate per night? Just grab that real quick. I know I wrote it down. We're out of towners. Out of towners. Check your out-of-state license plate. Uh, seven <laughs> silver pieces per night. Seven. Hmm. Does that include dinner? Continental breakfast? Uh, no, unfortunately, <laughs> food's not included. Okay. We do have a full kitchen and uh, one of the most wonderful cooks uh, that Border Town can produce. It smells delicious. It is, uh, today it is uh, boar meat stew. Mm. Or you can have road rations. I'll take the stew, but um, it's road rations, as far as like rooms. Him. They pick dead animals up off the road. It's just a uh, hunk just of cheese and a loaf of bread. Actually, <clears throat> I'm going southern with her again, just because we're in a southern town. But no, we're in a southern <laughs> town. No, we're not. She is not. It's five uh, silver pieces if you want uh, some food. We also have a couple different drinks on tap. This place is extra pricey. 
hope it's nice. Unfortunately, because it takes sort a lot of to the get only, out the here. only, yes, the only, the only gig in town. It's kind of the Alaska of an area, yeah. if you will. Price of living, little time. And if we told you we were here on official business, flashing the Crestor badge okay. thing, I, I would not be able to adjust my prices. Right. Right. They're already as, uh, as low as possible. Shall we bunk up? I mean, you can expense things and, and get reimbursed for them from later. You have to keep your receipt. I need the receipt. Can I get this itemized, please? <laughs> we, can, we can bunk up. It's fine. All right. Sarah and I. Noise. The end of it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. So. Weird. Can you cut that out? <laughs> the boys and we'll see it is what I called you. I'm sorry. You well, first I can't poop, and now I'm an ant. <laughs> She's just objectifying you. I don't know. I'm the bulls. She's like, I'm new to all of this, okay? Oh my word, I'm so sorry. The boys and bolts. The boys and bolts. And the girls. The, the boys and bolts. It's like a, a, like a poison berry, but poison bolt. The poison bolt and the girls. I mean, I wasn't the one who said you couldn't poop. That's your <laughs> own problem. I said you're not a normal person. <laughs> because <laughs> so much better. Yes, so is, now you've been better. downgraded yep. from not a normal person to just an it. Just an it. Your furniture at this point, sir. I mean, you or do madam. have a seatbelt. I do. Seat yep. I can be my own chair. <laughs> All right, so two rooms, two rooms, uh, and food for five. Food for five. Four. And drinks for five. Four. Sorry. Four. Four. Do, do we all want uh, the special today, or do you want just the road rations? Special. Boar stew. Boar stew sounds better than. That's you. what we're smelling. Boar we're not smelling sounds, hardtack. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thought we were smelling polish. Uh, or that too. Every, team, every time I see polish, rations, I just want to take a big old bite of cheese. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then as far as drinks go, we do have uh, Meadstead. Uh, we've got a local uh, brew called Border Shine. Mm. Um, and then we also have a, a couple bottles that's from... The, that's the polish that we're smelling. It doubles as a polish. It polishes your inside. We also currently have wine from the Overwhite Chateau in Archdom, if you're curious. You get the wine, I'll get the local brew, and we'll... Chateau Morlaine. We'll share. Right. I mean, nothing Lone really Roo. compares to Chateau Morlaine. The, the Chateau de what? Did you know that the we got to judge the, 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 the brew fest? The, the brew bash. <laughs> the brew. Damn it! What's the brew haha. Brew, brew, brew bash. In in Six Hills. Really? We did. We got to taste the the the. Well, Shut everything, and it was amazing. The everything. Ivor <laughs> happens to be that's, a uh, personal that's wonderful, friend. and not very many people get to boast that honor, so. especially up here. Mm. Einor is our personal friend. She was a chef for 20 days on the road or so. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just roll like, uh, okay, all right, she believes you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't like she, it wasn't like you guys were bluffing. It's yeah. just that you're telling her a lot of like, Really we're we're really stuff, important yeah. people. We're so annoying. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and she's, don't so you just know like, who we um, are? Name dropping bunch. <laughs> we're the murder hobos. Uh, anyway, so for those of you <laughs> uh, who want to calculate it, because you'll, you'll need to for your gold, uh, it's a bottle. Uh, for a bottle of the Chateau, it's 15 gold pieces. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it is for the uh, specially made uh, border shine. It's four copper for a mug or two uh, silver pieces if you want to buy it in a gallon. Just buy a gallon. They come in pints. And then uh, Meadstead is five copper for a mug and then three silver pieces for a gallon. And what was the the wine? Uh, the the Overwhite Chateau wine? 15. That was 15, 15 gold. Didn't yeah. you have maybe, like a pamphlet? Maybe I'll just stick with the local. Didn't you have a pamphlet yeah, or a receipt good. or something for free beer? For Meadstead? Yeah, I have Meadstead. Because uh, we saved that pickle. And then it's five silver pieces for not a free those of you getting yeah. a stew. Right. Okay. And so. seven for the room, but we're splitting. So that's actually, that's actually a good question. Does the voucher, is it just something that I can just like flash and people, pretty much any inn will take it. You can try. How much copper they for the moonshine? They don't honor that coupon in this. I, I, I'll, this. I'll ask you guys. Um, it's four this, copper for a This voucher for that air that we repaired. Because it is moonshine. Would you guys like a keg of... It's worth a shot? Why not? Yeah. So I'll show it to the innkeeper and be like, do you accept these? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, instead, I mean, you always accept the coupons. And she kind of slides it into a specific place. And coupons for beer. A new low. <laughs> <laughs> this is real talk. I show mean, stuff. Yeah, from, from your guys' talk, I thought you were a bit more, you know, like, well off. But I guess a coupon works. We don't deal. say no to Keystone Light. <laughs> and she says, uh, she says uh, That's Jakaris, uh, please bring out a, a full keg of uh, Meadstead. And um, a few moments later, the kitchen door opens up and a, a Goliath man comes out and he's got this uh, keg on his shoulder. And he, mm. he sets it down and he says, there you go. We can make fast friends with the locals. That's what I was like. if we shall. So uh, what's what's the news in Bordertown? Any um, any monsters flying out of the fog lately? How many people are around? Does that even happen? There's, there's probably about a half dozen or so. Including the bard at the back, uh, most of them are Arcanum. You see one that's kind of just like sitting in the corner, just like watching. He's uh, gonna me like seven times. <laughs> <laughs> Not watching you. He's PTSD. watching the elves okay. specifically. PTSD. <laughs> Drinks for everyone on the way with watch. All right. Yeah, a couple. Of, a small cheer goes up. But... And we'll tap the keg. I'm sorry. I, there's only beer here for people who are excited. I mean, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit more excitement. I can't hear you. <laughs> the worst um, hype man ever. Uh, the the, the elven woman will start pulling out some uh, mugs that you can start pouring and everything. I want to go to the bard and um, ask and see. Uh, bard and Mimis, do you take any requests? I always take requests. Have you heard of the Battle of the Bloody Fountain? Uh, let me see, actually, if she has. Free not. Um, I can give you a good uh, battle story if you'd like, though. Well, uh, something that, and see if you can work it. I'll give you a gold piece if you can work in the way we'd watch somehow. I'll see what I can do. Thank you. And uh, she starts. She starts plucking on the harp again, and starts into a naval battle song. And you, you, some of the archon like start like clapping their mugs down onto the onto the table and singing along and everything. Uh, except for when she gets to the chorus and it, you, everybody's a shout, about to shout like uh, Captain Fangtooth, she goes the wayward watch, and then everyone's like uh, the wayward watch, <laughs> and then she gives you a very like overt wink and continues on. Um, to answer your question, uh, no, no monsters have been coming out of the fog uh, recently. There have been rumors that people have been going in and out though. Hmm. Uh, I thought that was not prohibited. I thought that was illegal. prohibited. Oh, it's very much prohibited. 
the guards are up in arms or something. The braying of hounds. And there's just rumors. Mr. Burns released the hounds. At this point, but uh, there there have been rumors that there have been ships that have been making it pass. The bounty hunters. That would be exciting to see. Where where are they trying to to run the run the gap, as it were? <laughs> like I said, they're just rumors at this point. I'm not entirely sure. Um, rumors that a gold piece could uh, I mean, purchase. I I appreciate the attempt, but uh, I, I really don't have any other information for you. Is there anyone? Take their head. <laughs> In the middle of an Arcana <laughs> town, you <laughs> would die. In here, that looks. Out of place. Uh, yeah, so the bard herself probably is a little bit out of place just because she she looks like she's been uh, traveling for a while. Uh, and then that gentleman in the corner that is just like staring at the assassin, at the uh, at the woman at the bar. The elder woman at the bar. Hmm. Perhaps he knows. Perhaps. What can you tell us about about the uh, shady-looking character over here who seems to have eyes for you? Exactly. Oh. Should we should we buy him a drink and send him on his way? <laughs> well, no. He, Jin uh, is harmless. He's just he's just here to try to get me to head away from Watertown. They send somebody every couple of years or so. Sarah, is he a a, a, a Nelikoth? It's the closest Masochist community. I grew up in a masochist community myself. Oh, did you? You you don't look like the type that would usually uh, grow up there. <laughs> you you seem to have that kind of air about you. Well, I I loved it there, but I had to leave uh, because I started displaying magic abilities. Oh, one of those communities. Yeah. I I'm I'm sorry. I know that uh, they can be pretty harsh when you do start. Uh, Showing abilities. Wait, I thought all masochist communities were the same. Uh, no, we've got several communities that uh, kind of have different locations. Most of them, obviously, secret. Uh, we we don't want word getting out of where we want where well what they are. I haven't been part of the community, though. I still I still think it's best to leave magic to uh, outside use away from anything to do with the home, that sort of thing. Outsiders don't seem to understand our beliefs. Is, their beliefs. Is that why there's a sign? That... Yes, yeah. It's just, um, we, we appreciate if you don't use any sort of magic here just because, um, and no offense to you, um, my friend, it, we don't uh, we don't try to discriminate against uh, constructs or, or those that uh, have a more magical nature. And he, she looks between you and the very clear unicorn man. Um, <laughs> Who has but, hero uh, wind all the time when it's there. <laughs> but we do, we do ask to keep it as close to a minimum as possible. Mm. Um, so he's from your village then? He's trying to persuade no, you to come home? No, he's from another masochist village. My village is uh, gone. Uh, what happened? Yeah. Um... Magic happened, really, but uh, it, I mean the infinite sight. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm just connecting dots out there. No, I I grew up in I grew up in Bravell. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I didn't think Bravell truly existed. They like to tell the story, do they? My father told it to me many nights as 
Well, I always thought it was a bit of a ghost story. Yeah, um, I wish. <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it, it happened. You managed to escape. Yeah, I was one of the lucky few. There was a, a schoolhouse of us children, and uh, the, the, the mistress of the school was able to sneak us out during the chaos. I'm no, so sorry. I've not heard this story. What what happened? Oh, and at this point, uh, Jakaros comes back out and he's got a plate and he just hands everybody a bowl of uh, stew. And he looks at you and he says, is there anything I can get you? I'm good, thank you very much. All right. And he heads back into the kitchen. Um, if you don't mind, if you if you do want to tell the story, if you could like find a seat. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I just I can't hear the story. Oh, I understand. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll go and sit at a yeah. table. Was. Enjoy your meal. Thank you. What was her name again? I'm sorry, I missed that. Uh, nobody asked her name. Oh, okay. I was, I was yep. just I'm... thinking I missed it. That was just Victor Conroe was under his breath. Okay. <laughs> Do a slight well, breath. <clears throat> she glanced in your direction, but didn't say anything. <laughs> just feeling spicy. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> Champion. Bright lines. She, she dismissed my station. Yeah. Greyvale was a masochist community. And again, I didn't think it really existed. My father used to tell me this story when I was a child. And we learned you it away in, from magic. <laughs> well, a bit. We learned it in school as well, and I always thought it was just to teach us a moral. Um, but the community of Breville was a wonderful community and full of very kind and intelligent people. They had healers who learned how to care for their sick without the use of magic by utilizing the plants and, and wildlife around them. They had great inventors. In fact, they were close to finding a way to propel a boat without the use of sails or oars. And very loving people. But there was a woman in the community and every day she would leave her home with a notebook um, under her arm and she would head into the into the woods nearby and she loved to explore and and learn about the animals and plant life around her and every day she would come back home to her family she had two small children and she would cook them dinner as they told her about their day and eventually her husband would come home he was a very prominent member of the society and a great architect it seemed their life was quite perfect but of course, there's no such thing as a perfect life. One day she left to explore the woods as she always did. And some of her town's friends saw her do this. And and, and her curiosity was not looked down upon, I, sh I should note. Um, quite quite the opposite. It was encouraged to, to explore. But in the afternoon, she never returned, and by the evening they had formed a search party to go looking for her. All, all of her friends in the town and her family, they, they began searching for her. Day after day they searched, but after three days they could not find her. And the search party disbanded, but her husband and her brother and her father, they continued to look because they, they couldn't give up hope that she, she was still alive. Perhaps it would have been better if they had given up hope, because then they would not have found her. 
We're not sure who found her first. Some say it was her brother, or it could have been all three of them at the same time. But when they saw her, she was covered in chains. Black, thick chains with spikes upon them. And at the end of the chains were these horrible hooks that were dragging in the ground in the earth. And looking at the chains, it was clear that they were magic of some sort. Her brother, not knowing what to do, he ran to her to try and free her from these, from these chains. And that was the first mistake. For when he reached her, the chains began to impale him and rend him limb from limb. Mm. And the blood was spilling out of him and upon her, and the chains and the hooks lifted him up into the air. He was still alive, his moaning and crying as the blood dripped down onto her. And her father and husband looked from afar, and she turned to them, and she was smiling. And they began to run. And if they had been wise, they would not have run toward the village. But in their panic, they ran straight back to Brayvale, where everyone was. And she followed after them, these chains and hooks dragging behind her, ripping the bark from the trees. And she finally caught up to her father, and again, the chains and hooks destroyed him. The blood was upon her again. But finally, her husband made it back to the town. And just in time to warn everyone, but it truly was too late. For as they began to flee to their homes and some came to fight her, she entered the clearing and the chains, clearly with a mind of their own, began to attack all of the townspeople. But before they did, they heard an eerie choir, chorus, harmony of voices. And Eve looks to Sari for a moment, mm -hmm. like realizing for the first time the um, coincidence. Coincidence, maybe? Yeah. You can also turn cracking into a chain now. And sure. one of the ladies in your thing had all those chains. Yeah, it was. Um, what was her name? I will tell you. Victor will slowly stand up. Give me a moment. Uh, have uh, walk over to the bar <clears throat> and say, "I'm really sorry for what I said." Oh, uh, oh, the woman's gone. Oh, she's gone. Yeah, no, so, right. some, so at That's some point right. during the story, which she couldn't help but hear, yeah, but hearing, okay. uh, she had left. Anyhow, the the chains with these horrible hooks. It, it, it was like they were endless, and there were enough to kill all the people. Not quite kill them, for their bodies were still alive. They were weeping and wailing above this chorus of sound. And from there, the, the woman destroyed the entire city. She ripped the houses from their foundations with these chains. There were a few that managed to escape, and I can only imagine this barkeep was one of them. But two of them were the woman's children, and it was about twelve in total that managed to escape. 
and that's how we know of this tale. Again, I, I thought it was fabricated. My, fa my father always told it to me, I, I assumed as a warning of the dangers against using magic. But also, he warned me of the dangers of openness and welcoming strangers into your home. For you never know who you can trust. It's quite a tale to tell to children. I'm not scared. I'm not scared either. You Perhaps know, explains yeah. about, a bit about me. We're also sharing the room that I write. Yes. Okay. What, what, was, what was this woman's name? Do you know? I never knew in the stories. They always referred to her as the Butcher of Brayville. Oh, yes. The, the Butcher, Butcher of Brayville. Um, you said the barkeep's gone. Okay. Yes. How do you spell Brayville? Uh, it is... B R E Y, and then veil like a a veil. Like, guess right. Though. Eve wants to. Um, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Eve. Uh, by the way, av after you finish your story, the bard switches back to a normal song. But you, she was clearly like adding ambiance. Like, ambiance to the music. Like she was like, oh my gosh, like I, and you can see like she's she's mumbling in her head like I need to remember this story. Yeah. It's a good one. You you drew attention pretty much from everybody in the bar. Mm. Um, yeah, Sari wants to kind of internally just like check in with Craggy and be like, um, Craggy, I don't suppose you've heard this story before? Uh, give me a religion check. Yes. Oh, no, that's my chains are gonna go so whip it everywhere. Now we're gonna just try the whole time. That's a 19. You just get the feeling that uh, this is something that you need to talk with Craggy about later. When? They don't respond. <clears throat> You're in bed with the enemy. For the record, Corey sent this to me while we were in Nashville, and I wanted to talk to you about it so bad. <laughs> I resisted. I appreciate you resisting. Please don't let resist Mm. Uh, by the way, the stew is getting cold, but it's still. Kind yeah, of I was sitting there with like a, a like a spoonful like this for the last five minutes. I've lost like my appetite a bit too. Oh, I should, then she'll start eating though. I'm off. I'll, I'll eat it. Eat <laughs> like the delicious. what's the steward from uh, Gondor? Just don't imagine the bodies. <laughs> yeah, rend limb from limb. That 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 elf in the corner or that guy in the corner that was watching is um, going full John yeah, Noble he, on his he's food. Going full John Noble <laughs> on his food. Yeah. Um, is the guy in the corner still there? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yansara. Hmm. I think we ought to talk to him. Um, by the way, before we do anything, I thought I might need to tell you this. I might have brought something with me. If we want to ask around, maybe pretend to be Arcanum. Mm. But don't tell Vicky, anybody. is that honorable? Absolutely. She whispers my honor, so I had to get back at her. <laughs> I mean, these are it's within my bounds. Revenge is honorable. <laughs> it is the law of honor. <laughs> One dishonor ah, yes. can the, only be corrected with another dishonor. The Klingon uh, sense of honor. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I might leave that to you. I don't know if I want to get on the Arcanum's bad side. To I've been on that. It's not a good side to be on. It would be a shame if we were, you know, random inspectors for the Arcanum, shut off the portal thing. You know, had some fun. Mm -hmm. I just don't want the monsters to kill these people. Because mm -hmm. then we'll be the butchers of 
border town. Blaviken. Mm. Um, she yeah, said that she said that the guy in the corner was not from her town. No, he's from another. He's from another masochist no, community. Not a community. Her town no longer exists. Um, was he listening to the mm-hmm. story? Was he close enough? To yeah, every, everybody in the, like the bar went eerily silent okay. as Eve started telling her tale, except for the uh, punctuated like eerie harp music that the bar okay. was doing. I want to walk over to the guy in the corner and and just be like. So our friendly barkeep tells us that you are also from a masochist community. Is that true? Have you heard this story before? Um, he looks you up and down. And he says, yes, I am from that. I am from a masochist community. And yes, I have heard the story before. I don't suppose you know the name of the woman who became the butcher. No, no idea who the woman is. Hmm. Nobody really knows. I'm curious to know more about her. I'm Saradon, by the way. Uh, Saradon Fowlshield from uh, from the Malagoth Mountains. These are my companions, the Wayward Watch. Well met. Well met. You are? Yeah. I'm Yin Saren Falmain. Say it again. Uh, Yin Saren Falmain. Yin Saren. What uh, what brings you to Bordertown, Insane? I'm here trying to convince uh, Madame Torelia to come home. Madame what now? Uh, Torelia. Torelia. Just make sure that that is the name here. You're going to have to spell it for me <coughs> because uh, T- I hear different words than what you speak. T A R E L I A. Torelia. Torelia. Um, would there be like a common greeting among masochists? Uh, Secret handshake. Technically, it is your community, so I think there would be. Yeah. What would what would it be? I don't know what it is. Maybe okay. something that they say. Help me out, guys. It's a secret handshake uh, where the, the kids clever. put their hand through the fly of their pants and shake each other. I'm just imagining it's Michael's. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the the wind blows strong through the un the barley. Trees. <laughs> I was I was thinking like. The wind is long, or something like that, yeah. you know. Okay, Day unspoken. You like touch your nose and your chin. Like and the night wind is brings long. darkness. <laughs> so, Eve will come up and say, The wind is long, and it is also short. It is nice to see someone else from a community. Where are you from? I'm from Rowan. Rowan, mm-hmm. wow, we don't get many uh people from Rowan wandering about. Uh, what what takes you outside the village? Well, I'm afraid you'll be disappointed, but um, I had to leave. Oh. I began to display some magical qualities. And his his mood immediately like shifts, and he just kind of goes, "Oh, I see. Well." I'm sorry that you were kicked out. I am as well. But yeah, it, it was my choice to leave, but I I didn't feel I had any other choice. Mm. I mean, I suppose if you choose death, then yes. Right. Um, if you'll excuse me, and he, he stands up rather quickly and gives you all a nod and then wanders off. Sorry, Love guys. Love is not conditional. Vicky. I say as he walks away. Vicky. I'm going to tell him. Maybe we have to follow him. Go ahead and give me a sales check. Tap for 
the no one thing I'm good at. Um, so that's a 24. Uh, yeah, he just goes up the stairs up to his room. Just goes into one of the rooms and closes the door. You squeeze in the door behind him and <laughs> go hide in the corner. <laughs> need to find the little boy's room. Okay. I'll follow him up to, and I'll, I just basically want to, if, if he goes in a room, I want to just kind of listen and see if he's... Okay. Yeah, so he closes the door. Someone. You can hear the clear lock engaging. And uh, and he just kind of... And you, you can hear him, like, sit down in a chair. And every now and then you just hear, like, scribbling of notes, turning up pages, that sort of thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll just stand and listen for a while. You're right. He's writing in his masochist journal. <laughs> masochist. <laughs> masochist. <laughs> yeah. He's got one for each. He's got two journals. Masochist journal. And a masochist journal. Yeah. I'll... I'll um, and I guess after a while, if he doesn't do anything, I'll rap on the door. Okay. Um, so it'll be about Long an service. hour. Like, how long are you waiting? Like an hour or so? Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, if there's nothing interesting, I'll probably lose patience after about 30 minutes. Okay. So, yeah, after about 30 minutes, does anybody want to do anything in well, the meantime? I just I, wanted to wait for the barkeep to come yeah. back. I wanted to talk to her some more. Okay. I was going to say um, we should look into trying to find someone who knows... Uh, how to slip through the cracks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe just, I'll start asking discreetly to non-Arcanum people. Okay. There's a few different other, like, the general goods store that you could try, that sort of thing. Um, most most people here, like, according to what the uh, officer said, are at least related like to the Arcanum in some yeah. way. So you're not really sure. Uh, but go ahead and give me... I guess an insight or an investigation check. Which a seedy underbelly check. Yeah, they don't have a streetwise anymore. Uh, uh, investigation to find a ten. A ten or insight. Uh, twelve. Um. So you can't really like pick out any person that seems like they're not Arcanum. You can try blindly if you'd like, um, but you're not guaranteed to find somebody that uh, that. Why might don't Why don't you just approach even in Arcanum, we could say, so I, I've been hearing rumors that people have been slipping through the cracks. Is, is, is that true? What are you, what are you doing Still to prevent it? Now that they'll really give up that information. That's right. Why not? <clears throat> uh, I'll look for Officer Brand- Brander Wine. Okay. Uh, yeah, actually, so after about... Like he's he's got his guard post duty, and you can walk up to him again if you'd like. Yeah, I'll just yeah, and walk up and be like. Okay. Seems like a lonely night shift. Can you find a company? Uh, sure. I mean, I've got I've always got uh, my partner for company, but uh, another one's not uh, anything more. Don't have much else to do in this town, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, except for <clears throat> a drink at the bar, which you came from, right? Drink's not that good. Yeah, the unfortunately, that the the, uh, the shine that they have here is uh, pretty pretty tasteless. Or well, it's got too much taste sometimes. <laughs> it depends on how he still distills it. <laughs> How's the bard though? Uh, I think she's good. Uh, yeah? good stories. Yeah. Uh, some naval battle. Apparently, the way would watch one. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see it. Like we don't get a lot of entertainers in town, so sure. It's uh, it's nice when one gets to stay here for a couple weeks and, <laughs> and kind of true. regale us with songs and stories. Sure. Stories to tell for her name until Brad. next time. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, speaking of stories, I've heard that some people are slipping through into the fog. Seems like a problem that the Arcanum might not want to admit, but maybe would like to see go away. Go ahead and give me a persuasion check. Um, inspiration? Yeah, I'm going to use my inspiration. <laughs> okay, thanks. That's better, 13. 13? We can't confirm any rumors of uh, particular individuals that have slipped between the watchtowers recently. Well, if you tell me which watchtowers, I can keep an eye out for an old friend. Well, I always hear that uh, the closer you are to danger, the further you are from harm. Mm -hmm. And uh, as far as people trying to get across the border, border town's probably the most dangerous place. So, But uh, north is still kind of dangerous, if you know my meaning. Sure. I'll keep an eye out for problems. But uh, you didn't you didn't hear anything from me, of course. Of course not. Okay. I'll just kind of hang out with them and not leave suspiciously right after you gave me that information. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, so, they'll go ahead and talk and they'll ask about like different things, different places that you've been. They seem very curious for like information for the outside world. Yeah, I'll just like, fill them with like all the stories that we've yeah, every like, stop we've made. Just basically, you're essentially like the, the first visitor to Castle Black, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so after about a half an hour, Victor gives a knock on the door, and uh, a few moments later, um, Mr. Falmain uh, opens up the door and goes, oh, It's you. How can I assist you? Uh, yes, I, my apologies. I, uh, I uh, seem to have perhaps gone into the wrong room. I might have had too much to drink. Um, well, perhaps you should find one of your friends to help you. And he starts to close the door. Oh, yes. Uh, speaking of my friends, um, they are very important to me, and I would hate for anything to happen to my friends. Um, please, uh, please understand that it was very important to me, and if anything should happen to her, I will come for you first. Uh, go ahead and give me an intimidation <laughs> check. <laughs> That's her. That's a 19 plus something. Plus what? Uh, intimidation is just a plus two. I'm not very important. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, um, I I definitely would not wish any harm upon your friends, and uh, I, I've never I never saw anyone named Eve from Rowan uh, in my journeys here. Perfect. We will get along just fine. Yeah. Have a pleasant evening. <laughs> he tries to close the door again. You two, I'll let him close the door, and then I'll just take one of my knives and just slide it slowly down this, like, to make a scratching sound down the, not to mar the wood, but just like, <laughs> and then I'll walk away <laughs> back downstairs. Creepy. What, um, what town was he from? Um, let me grab Yencroft. And it was Yen Saren? He's on my list. I, I wrote down Yin Saren from Nelikoth, but... Uh, Yin Saren, yeah, Nelikoth. N-E-L-E-K-O-T-H. Nelikoth. Okay. Uh, so Victor comes down, and around that same time, uh, the elven woman comes back to the bar. Okay. You can see, like, her eyes are, are red. She's been crying and everything. Um, and she just kind of gets back to work. Okay. Um, the, the bar does wave you down, like... I think there was a promised payment that oh, yeah, we absolutely. had discussed. Here, here. It was wonderful. You did a wonderful job. Thank you. I appreciate it. I always appreciate a good tip. It's a, um, you know, I, we, we need a good publicist. So Tell more, 
That the gentleman with the golden hair is he single? Oh. <laughs> he is quite single. If you'd like, I can uh, arrange a meeting. Oh yeah, sure. I'm somewhat of a matchmaker. <laughs> this is, this is the first payback. match she's ever made. Payback the blind matchmakers. It's actually right. Uh, uh, yes. No, that was <laughs> You are an accomplice. I just let it happen. I just didn't say no. <laughs> he, That's I got drunk in one of them, and he had an old lady convinced that I wrote a love letter to her, and she crawled into bed with me while I was sleeping. I woke up the next day. As you do when you're old and lonely. Excuse me, though. Then she sent you an awesome gift. She did. Giant Slayer bow. She left you with her her widower's armor. (laughs) Don't die. Come back to me. I provide context to that of what I was talking about. (laughs) So I want to. I want to go back up to the um, to the bar. Okay. Say, Eve, come with me. Okay. Um. How was the stew? Delicious, thank you. Uh, were you the chef, or do you have someone? Oh no, Jakaris cooks all the food. I'm terrible at it. Well, <laughs> com- our compliments. I'll let him know. Is um, there uh, anything else that I can get you? Um, Looks like the keg is getting a little light, and she taps it. It is, but I don't know that we're going to be out too much later tonight. We've got a lot to do tomorrow. Um, I'm so sorry about what happened to your town. That was oh. the most tragic story I'd, uh, I'd ever heard. And Thank you. I, we didn't mean to, to be a source of pain for you tonight. I, it, you know, I, it's just something that I have to deal with every day, and some days it's harder than others. I don't mean any, like, there's no ill will or, or uh, anger towards you for telling the story. And I understand that it's, uh, well, it's intense. Do you, do you mind if I ask? Because I think I might know something about um, this, this woman, um, might know something. I might. Do you know what her name was before the incident? She had a locket, didn't she? That's what she was getting. And it had a picture of her kids. Yeah. Cause she was saying she was looking for her Mm -hmm. kids. Sorry. Light bulb. There's a, well, and she, she tries to collect herself. Her name was Kathoni. Kathoni. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did she have a surname? It was Nosarai. <laughs> oh. Sorry for the horrible story that happened to you. Let <laughs> <laughs> like, just hide this. Like, oh, not, not who I thought it was then. Sorry, no. this is what killed everyone. Were you close yeah. with her? She was my mother. <laughs> you murderer! <laughs> what? No, she was already dead when we met. Yeah. <laughs> what? And besides, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. No, no Craggy did. <laughs> Somebody in Craggy. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Time out. Um, let me make sure that I'm remembering things right. So she was in the chains. Had a heart on it. I that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And so she, was, yeah. she wasn't in the chains. She was in the room with the chains. Yeah, right. and we found. She's, she was like, I'm looking for my daughter. She's not like that. one that we had a fight with. No. 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 And she in was the like locket. a prisoner of yeah. the craggy or something. It seemed like maybe she, not a she was an ex. She was, an ex. She was oh, a former wielder. Do you want to cause some real damage? Have craggy turn into that locket and show it to her. Mm-hmm. Or to the chains. Or the chain. <laughs> do you not I think do that. Victor's the spicy one today. I think it's Preston. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Preston's I like, want awesome. things to go sideways. I want everything to go sideways. <laughs> Actually, sorry, I do need to give you a uh, oh. dice for spice. 
Um, nice response. She was your mother. And was it was it a brother that you had? Um, yeah, I, mean, I still have. He's, is he is he in town? No, he we separated after uh, the oh. incident. He he's living. I think he's living in. Well, and she points at where the uh, where Mr. Falmey was staying. I think he's living in Nilgoth. Mm, perhaps he's part of the reason why this fellow is continually here trying to convince you to come Probably. home. Probably. He sends somebody every couple of months trying to convince me. Why not join him? What's keeping you in Bordertown? I honestly, I just want to be as far away from po- as from that situation as possible. Mm, I understand. It was not a pleasant situation and I don't want to be associated with that life anymore. Well, it's quite a lovely establishment you've set up for yourself here. Thank you. I, I do pretty well for myself, being the only uh, in a town. I don't think we ever learned your first name. Oh, uh, Torelia. Torelia. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. First name, Madam. I thought first, I had an yeah. F in here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Torelia. So her last name is Nosorai. Torelia Nosorai. Oh my gosh. Dude. That's intense. <sighs> I'm so sorry for telling that story, Torelia. <sighs> I, I feel terrible about it. I, I completely understand. It's it, Curiosity gets the better of everybody eventually. Um, and I should have removed myself from this situation before anything happened. It's... Yeah, it's, it's definitely not something that I like to hear. Unfortunately, elven ears don't get uh, worse with age. <laughs> Nor do they age uh, quickly. <laughs> yeah. How many... Forgive me for asking, but how many years ago did this happen? It was about uh, 230 years ago that I left. Uh, well, that it happened. I wonder if she was the last wielder of Craggy before you found it. No, that was a bard. Who's a bard? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his name? Wrong reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what what do they call? Anyway. Malik. Malik. Malaga. Malaga. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Malik the Melodious. Yep. Yeah. Um, Sounds like you okay. have to do some talking to Craggy. <laughs> well, Jeez. Sari's going to it's brutal. take a gamble here. She says, um, I hesitate to do this, but. Hey, everybody. Whoa. <laughs> but hey, everybody. I was trying to hear the notification. I told you that I might know something of, of this woman. If you do know something, please keep it to yourself. I, I've been, I, I've had wounds opened up too many times to really want to have that happen again. I just I just want to forget the whole situation. I appreciate any closure that you're trying to provide if you have any information, but honestly it, it wouldn't help. What happened was a tragedy and I'll, I don't know if uh, anything could ever help me get over it. Hmm. What if I told you that I met her and that she still loves you and thinks of you fondly. You're a little young to have met my mother. Did you... Did she ever talk to you about the will of the crags? 
heard anything about that. There is, there is a being known as the Choir of the Cracks. They are something of a demigod. Um, and I believe that your mother was a wielder of this in her time. It's, it, it manifests itself as an artifact and chooses people. Um, so it chose my mother to butcher her family. I can't say who was to blame, if it was your mother or if it was an influence, an outside influence, that much I don't know. But I am the current keeper of, of this manifestation. And as such, I had a chance to interact with her a few months ago. Chains at the floor. Roll for constitution save. I, uh... <laughs> wisdom or like roll on the ship. Wisdom save. <laughs> why, why tell me? Why tell me this? Because I want you to know that when I met her, the only thing that she could think about or talk about was you and your brother. She called you her heart. And we were trying to help her find an image of you that she keeps, that she had misplaced. A locket. A locket. And she kind of like wipes some tears from her eyes and she says, I, you're gonna make me leave my bar twice in one night. I'm, I'm sorry, I appreciate what you're saying. And if that's true, then perhaps there was something more malicious than even I thought. I just thought she fell in with some magic that she wasn't supposed to, but, um, I, I really can't hear anymore. I understand, and I'm sorry. I myself am trying to understand what it is that I've found, and, well, they're not always very forthcoming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I wish you the best of luck in your travels, but um, if, if you excuse me. Of course. And she, again, like, she she goes and she opens up the kitchen door and she says, Jakaris, would you run the bar for me for the rest of the night? Uh, yeah, sure, of course. And he comes out and she just kind of gives you a nod and gives you a nod and then just walks away. Perhaps I said, take your dice and oh. feel bad about yourself. <laughs> 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 no, I'm feeling good about yourself. Hmm. Okay. Well, guess we all gotta fight Sari. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, so we'll go ahead and skip forward to the evening. I'm guessing that uh, you guys aren't really going to stay up too late. Mm -mm. Uh, the bard winds down. I'll teach Everybody the bard else. a couple of things that uh, that Ezra <laughs> um, prefers, as far as like. Oh yeah, she fully like stuff. like send him to this in room. And make, sure you, make sure you make sure you guys uh, are in the room that I'm in. It's really yeah. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Just, yeah. I guess I'll put a sock on the door and you go find some. No, like, no. <laughs> like she gives you a, her room key. Like oh. Ezra. Yeah. I have something for you. And no, I didn't steal it. You stole it. It's her heart. The bard has the hearts for you. Okay. I rolled the natural one, so I'm going. That's <laughs> <laughs> was really important. <laughs> hey, there's no, there's no, you don't have no indication that this is a bad thing. She could be a perfectly lovely, yeah, but like, consenting adult. She stabbed no one. You were going to get assassinated. Nope, she stabbed you seven times. It is, <laughs> it's basically just a one night stand. 
Oh, if yeah. you're into it. Yeah. If Ezra's uh, into it, I suppose. Yes, yeah. Ezra's into it. Yeah. <laughs> we won't role play any of it, no. I promise. <laughs> it fades into black and the door closes. Mm-hmm. And yep. there's a song. You up. wrapped the ascot around the, <laughs> the door. <laughs> <laughs> the door now has good. Well, I might want that. I need good luck. It's a good luck charm. <laughs> the, the, the ascot stays on until the, the whole time. Until the owl don't keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Expert doesn't come with you. <laughs> good. Wow. Um, she's like, no. Well, listen. Keep, keep the owl. <laughs> <laughs> Let him watch. All right, Bolt, let's oh. check in with you a little bit. What have you been here. doing? Uh, um, sitting awkwardly, merrily, <laughs> just just kind of people watching. Um, I wanted to talk to the uh, bartender or the innkeeper before Saradon ruined her uh, <laughs> for the next hundred years. Traumatized her. Yeah. Her it took PTSD. her 238 years to get yeah. to this point. <laughs> yeah. Take but now she life. knows that her mom still loves her. Yes, yeah, that it. makes her feel better. The mom that, that destroyed the town. Yeah, yep. I'm trying to kill her. Um, kill her mother. Maybe I'll go up to uh, Jakar. Yeah, that's messed up. Uh, Goliath. Oh yeah, uh, Jakar's. Yeah, and ask him. Um, I was wondering if, uh, in the past few weeks, if you've uh, come across or seen a uh, trio of individuals pass through town um, and I and I'm gonna give him the description um, there's a woman uh, dressed in all leathers uh, black horned helmet and a, a wooden and metal right arm uh, yeah you don't really forget a person basically like and the giant crocodile guy mm-hmm. and you know and then a no like right yeah that trio sounds really familiar actually did uh, can you tell me anything about them? Did you notice anything strange? Do you know where they came from? They were very closed off. Um, came into town to repair their airship and grab some supplies, and then they just left. They had they had a big crew with them, about like a dozen or so people, maybe two airships. I want to say hmm. they left back north, but uh, didn't really. What did the uh, airships look like? Do you know? Uh, they looked, uh, they actually looked really close to the Arcanum ones, just kind of that standard skiff uh, that you see floating around, you know? And again, it's like a, it's almost like a ship's hull with like a, kind of like a glass underbelly at, por- at portions, and okay. it's got a couple fins in the back that uh, basically catch the wind, as it were. And standard did power, they, like... Did they, uh, you said they were only here for a short time, did they stay in town? Did they stay on their ships? Honestly, they stayed for about an hour. Oh. Grabbed a bite to eat, uh, went to the supply depot, the storage depot, uh, got some stuff. Uh, I, I noticed because I was at the general store grabbing a few goods and they came in and I mean, they were pretty rude, to be honest. Stepped right in front of me and started talking to the store owner, but uh, yeah, they didn't they didn't stay too long. They, are, they didn't really uh, talk to anybody. The Arcanum kind of eyed him a little bit, but, uh, you know, people pass through every now and then. Uh, I appreciate your information. And you said the general store, right? Yeah, yeah, just next door here. Okay, I'm, I might go over there and see if I can... I think it's closing up soon, but... Uh, well, maybe tomorrow. Able, yeah, you might be able to make it if you're fast. Uh, Darod kind of likes to keep weird hours. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. Appreciate it. And I'll, I'll actually, uh, I'll leave my gold. Uh, oh. Give it to my gold. Thanks. Appreciate the tip. Have a wonderful evening. And you as well. So, uh, Darod. Yes. Uh, 
Uh, Durskan, if you want to know his last name. D-U-R-S-K-A-N. Um, so I will go ahead and go see if the general store is open. Yeah, it's still open. It's later in the evening, but it looks like um, he might be wrapping up. You see, you see a uh, what is he? He's a uh, green-skinned dragonborn, kind of like okay. uh, brushing some some of the dust out, kind of thing. Um, he's missing a couple fingers on his left hand, and he says, "Oh, uh, we're just about to close, but I, if there's something you need." I'd be happy to provide. Um, yes, actually, I, I'm looking for some information about uh, a couple individuals that passed through here a few weeks ago. All right. Uh, what uh, specific individuals? A, a woman with a black horn helm. Her right arm was metal and, and wood. And uh, a large uh, crocodile. <laughs> Just a big crocodile. Yeah, big crocodile I, know, I, I, I know who you're talking about. Um, they're uh, they are they were interesting customers. They just wanted some general supplies. They said they were on an expedition of sorts. Uh, they seemed to be eyeing the breach, uh, like they were trying to head in there. You know how it is with uh, some crazy adventurers getting an idea in their head that uh, they can survive out there. That kind of thing. And. Uh, you didn't by chance. Did they buy anything odd or unique? Um, or ask for anything unique that you perhaps know? They were looking for like Tinker's items, if we had any. Uh, I told them to go to the airship uh, depot for those kind of things. Uh, like a lot of, you know, like capacitors, whatever, they call, whatever they're called, that oh, sort of thing. Capacitors. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, they they looked like they were. They were trying to. Oh, they were asking about like uh, distillery stuff too. Actually, now that I remember it, hmm. trying to they were maybe making some moonshine or something. I directed them towards the towards the, uh, my daughter's uh, part of the business, the, the storage company. They might have something there for them. But uh, <coughs> as far as I remember, they didn't really get what they were looking for, and they had to just uh, head out with what they had. Did you? Uh... By chance, notice when when they came into town, um, per, from which direction did they mention where they were from? You know, let me think about that. I don't really remember which direction they came from. I know that after they left, they were headed for the Ungolan marshlands, though. And that is actually where we encountered them as well. Oh, uh, hopefully. It wasn't too much trouble, was it? Not for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I wanted to ask, after uh, defeating Hazakesh, mm -hmm. and after after everything was over, did you collect the tags? The, uh, the oh, Fallow Shield necklace, necklace tags? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead and add, like, 15 Fallow Shield okay. uh, brass sigils to your inventory. Yeah. Well, um, unfortunately, no, it was not uh, a very pleasant meeting. We yeah, they seemed they, like they were the rough and tumble kind. They did end up attacking, attacking us. Uh, well, you're here. I'm sure they aren't. Yes. Yeah, they did seem a little shady. They were looking for kind of on the down low. Didn't really want to have the Arcanum. No, they were 
even in town. I mean, obviously that's really hard to do. But mm-hmm. yeah. um, all right. Uh, well, I appreciate your time. Uh, and if you think of anything or uh, hear hear anything from your daughter, you said. Yeah. If you hear anything, um, I would appreciate you letting me know. I'll be staying next door at the end. Of course, yeah. I'll let you know. My name is Bolt, by the way. Oh, nice to meet you, Bolt. Um, Gerard. Just for your time. Another gold. Yeah. He'll just pocket it and say, is there any actual, like, goods that you need, or is it just infusion? So, does the general store just sell your generic, like, Yep. Generic and tools and things like that? Tools, rations, that sort of thing. No uh, healing potions or anything like that. I uh, know that'd be that'd be the Wellspring Item Company next door. Um, no, but if we do run into something, we'll be back. Yeah, of course. Uh, ha- have a pleasant evening. You too. And I'll okay. go ahead and uh, uh, leave. And it, since it's getting late, um, I'm not gonna like go to uh, his daughter's place or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't really feel like I don't really feel like going there is gonna get any information other than like they came in and asked for it and mm-hmm. didn't have it so yeah. okay alright okay. I'll, I'll head back to the inn and probably just uh, head up to the room okay find Victor in there um, and yeah you guys can all have a wonderful room evening adjacent to the other guys um <laughs> yeah, sin, yeah, no it, it's it's sin. a couple down from that okay. yeah in fact your room is probably closer to that one okay yeah, Eve is definitely gonna sleep like. <laughs> Sorry. How is Eve gonna sleep? How is Sorry is 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 putting like, Craggy like in the far corner. Oh yeah. Like in timeout. Timeout. <laughs> and like sleeping like, like as far away from possible. It's the animal. As far away as possible. It transforms itself into that. <laughs> yeah. It's a big box. <laughs> You just wake up and it's just a coil of chain. You hear the cries of all the victims all night long. I mean, I I will say, Saradon probably does have nightmares. This is this is a horrible revelation that she has to go through. So yeah, yeah. So it's not going to be a good night's sleep. That's for sure. Yeah. In the dark. Good thing you took a pally level to balance this out. <laughs> yeah, um, but where's the paladin power coming from? I thought it was coming from the cracks. They're just, they're, it's just the shadow and the light. Hey, not all the power rooms are good. Yeah. Oh. breaker. Yeah. All right, so it's about, it's about three in the morning or so, pretty late in the morning, uh, when all of you are awoken to the sound of shrieks and cries of terror. Um, sounds of uh, battle being joined outside. I just wake like from one, like it's just a continuous like screaming and I wake up and it's like, am I still dreaming? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Quiet down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't wail Uh, like dying Definitely. (laughs) Sorry. That deserves another day. Um, that deserves a negative death. But yeah, there is there is the sounds of uh, fighting and, and panic going on outside. Yeah, grab our weapons and okay. run down. I will say none of you are wearing armor at this point, except for Bolt. Gondor calls. So you you guys will be you you guys can spend the five minutes it takes to put on to don the armor. But I I bet you're. you're I just want to see what's going on. Yeah, rush out. Uh, so you all rush outside and you see you see a sight that you've 
well, you've seen you see things that you've seen before, but you didn't expect them out here. Um, dropping from the sky are these uh, creatures with spindly legs, kind of long, hardened carapaces, um, and they look like they just like drop down from the sky and they just start consuming whatever is nearby, and they start like eating eating wood. Um, they're they're on spindly legs. These are uh, aberrant gatherers. You've experienced them back in the Hollow Bend Sanctum, and as you watch, like one of them. One of them like finishes eating a whole like a hunk, like a whole trough of water. Uh, the water is spilling out, and then it kind of, as it fills up, you can see it kind of just bloat, and it starts floating up into the air and back towards the breach. And another one lands down, and it like sights a woman that's trying to run, and it opens its mouth, and a spine of uh, of bone juts into her ankle and knocks her down. And a couple of them start like rushing for it, to, <coughs> rushing for the woman. And everything. So, yeah, I want to cast um, my spell. Okay. My, uh, Song of the Unseen. Okay, sounds good. Um, I want to run up and try to break the spine, so that the woman. Okay. Uh, so you, as you start running up, you're casting your spell. I'm assuming the rest of you are drawing weapons. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> don't want to make assumptions <laughs> here. <laughs> Uh, but let's go ahead and roll initiative and get into some combat. Right. Uh, so no armor. Sans no armor. armor. Yep. So you, none of you are wearing armor, armor except for bolts. What about and like cloak, cloak of protection? Could I have just like spun yeah. that on real yes, fast? The, okay. Yeah. The, okay. the cloak of protection can still be on. It's Do just, I have my shield? That's my pajamas. Uh, yeah. That would okay. that would be easy to. Basically, anything that's really easy to uh, don would be fine. Okay. Um, technically, without your armor, wouldn't. Well, you'd have to spend an hour to switch for Darian's armor to be like your armor. Yeah. Yeah. And he was back on with Cascas. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. he's still on the airship. Okay. So. okay. Uh, so we'll go ahead and set up the battle map. And oh. We'll be right back. <laughs> My poor AC. All right. Let's go ahead and reveal the battle cam and see what we've got going for us. Ba -ba -ba battle cam. Ba -ba -ba okay. Uh, as you can see, you you guys are on one side of the walkway. Uh, in the distance, you can see the Archonum fighting against more of these things. Uh, so they're not inactive during this fight. It's just I don't want to deal with them. Yeah, they're doing <laughs> sure. something else. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it, combat is quick. Um, so you if, guys are in two. We could just do this temporarily. Yeah. So uh, you've got a few different civilians that are trying to escape. In fact, oh. I need to put, get them an initiative. I think we should probably just join the other side and start killing civilians. <laughs> Oh, oh I didn't boy, that is uh, really dark today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going super dark today. This is, might be our excuse. We'll, we'll go hop in the airship and chase them all back into the rift. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. Let's go ahead and grab initiatives first, shall we? Oh, yeah. Initiative. Uh, starting with Ezra. 21. 21. Victor. 8. 8. Ceridon. 15. Eve. 16. 16. And actually, I'm thinking because of Darian's collar. Mm -hmm. So it takes an hour to switch. Yes, I know. But he, he, if he gets within like 100 feet away from me, then he just like pops back up by me, right? I swear that was part of it. Uh, it wasn't part of the collar. That was kind of just something that we talked about, like with the mount. Like technically, oh, there okay. is no range. With the mount. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. And that's more of a fun canon thing that we've been talking about, like okay. because it's a it's a reminiscent of like video games where suddenly you're uh, you're okay. your mount as well, by your side kind of thing. So we just talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because right, I was just wondering how close he would be. Uh, he is probably about. I I'd probably say he's about um, like four hundred feet away at this point. Okay. 
His so movement speed is 50. He, so. he probably can feel your panic and he will start heading towards you. Okay. And he can move, you said he can move 50? Um, so, well, if he's, so if he's dash, dashing, dash, dash, for, yeah. He'll be there in four turns. So four he'll turns. be here in four rounds. Do we have any yeah. enlarged He'll show up in four rounds. <coughs> Imagine so make sure stomping through the town. That'd be bad news. One, so, and then Bolt. What was your initiative? Three. Terrible. Okay. Three. Bolt. That's what I rolled. What gives, man? I have five to my action. <laughs> um, and actually, we do want to have Bolt move up to. You did say you were. Yeah, I, I wanted something. to. Whichever one was like had the bone spike. Yeah, that would be the one that is uh, sitting prone. Prone. Yep. So we'll have you move up next to her. <laughs> All right, so the first to go is actually the uh, red one. You could just leave it there, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, and who is the closest? There's a civilian, civilian two away, 10 away. Okay. Or Eve or uh, Ezra. And then it is going to support the civilian. So it's gonna move up to the civilian and make a couple of attacks. And that's hit and hit. And that's enough damage to Kill us really. no. Oh, no. So it just like jumps on to this uh, gentleman running and it just like bites into his neck and brings him down and just starts like consuming the flesh, like pulling it into its mouth. Mm. And that is its turn. Ezra, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to shoot the red one, not just eat that guy. Okay. Uh, the sharpshooter. So that would be a uh, 13 to hit. A 13 does not hit. It bounces right off of the armor. I'll use my bonus action and make it hit the purple one instead. Mm, okay. Well, roll to see if that's the purple one. Wait, is that how Trick shot. Hold on. I will <laughs> yes. only use this like once. I think I have to roll to see if that's the yeah. purple one. Right yeah, yeah. That... E. I'll just roll it. I think that's what it is. Um, so that would be a... Does sharpshooter apply to the? I'm I'm going to say that you can't apply sharpshooter okay. to the bonus. So actually. then that would be twenty four to hit. Twenty four will hit, and that was okay. which? Purple, purple, the purple, and that is going to be um, fifteen damage. Fifteen damage. Okay. Uh, it lets out be... a shriek as you like slam into its one of its uh, plates. And Thank I'll you. do my <laughs> second shot at red with sharpshooter. Um, fourteen. Fourteen will miss. Again, that kind of skitters across um, it. And I think the curving arrow can only do when you make an attack roll with a magic arrow and miss. You can use a bonus. I can already use the bonus section. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's my turn. Okay, it is. It is like eyeing you now that you've like slammed two arrows into its hide without any sort of effect. It's carapace rather. So it is looking at you. Uh, Eve, it is your turn. I Eve will cast bless at the second level. Okay. So that's for Ezra, Victor. Saradon and myself. Okay. Um, one thing that I, because I was looking at Paladins, you can also technically cast it on Darien. Oh, when nice. He's nearby. That's so, really good show. Just so you know, for the future reference, whenever you cast any sort of spell on, that affects you as a target, you can make it affect your mount as well. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you kind of raise your your sword up uh, and call upon the trio. You can you can hear like the the wind whistling. Oh, by the way, Ixburn is with you, Ezra. Oh. Um, but we will we'll find out what he does next round. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And then it is uh, the. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no. No. Not gonna move up to anything or anything like that. I have armor on. I'm a 
feared, and I want to stay by my people so they can have pride of, um, help with my auras. Okay, sounds good. By the way, I'm wearing very silky bathrobe. Oh yeah, and uh, all my chest is out. It, it's, it's the uh, bard lady. Is it, yeah, is it your bathrobe? No, it's, or is the, it, it's, it's the bard's. It's the bard's. It's a little kimono. Yeah, it's showing a lot of thigh. <laughs> yeah, a lot of green thigh. <laughs> it's perfect. Do you have hairy thighs? Does it have hero wind? Yes. The um, your body hair's not blonde too, is it now? <laughs> the I don't know how that works. Gatherer <laughs> is looking at bolts. Directly, he is, right? He is right. Yeah, he's Here. looking. I can, he's the only one I can see. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking directly at Bolt. So let's go ahead and just uh, toss a couple spikes out. What is the range? That how how far away? Is it? Fifteen. Bolt is 20. 20? 20. Perfect. That is perfect. Instant uh, kill. Uh, so this is a. They're not butterflies. So. A seven. Remember those butterflies? These Miss. were. And then a twenty-three. That hits. Okay. So go ahead and take four piercing damage. One of the spikes uh, jams between a couple of your plates. Ouch. And then it will move up to you. Okay. Okay. Oh, were you are you within five feet of one of its allies? No. 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 Okay. No. no. Which we'll get to later. Saranon. Okay. Saranon's gonna move up. To purple, 5, 10, 15, just so that I'm 10 feet away and make an attack on purple. Which you get with advantage this time. That's right. They don't Tremor have sense yet. be damned. <laughs> um, okay, that's a 28 to hit. 28 will hit. Um, four. Supersonic. 13 damage. 13. And then she'll make a second attack. For more. Okay. Um, that's uh, six damage. All right. Um, no, um, and then butt action is going to be 25. 25 will hit. For um, seven damage. Okay. Uh, Craggy responds just as uh, as it always does when you uh, wield it as a glaive and you slice ow, through ow, this ow. thing with a couple quick strikes and then you just bring the butt down right into the, the skull and it just collapses. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to step back one here so that I'm within range of Eve's aura, but this thing is 15 feet away from me. Okay. What and does your aura do again? Two. It adds uh, to your saving throws if you're within 10 feet. Four. And gives resistance to magic. And, yep. Just spelled it. Plus four to saving throws? Yeah, Solid. if you're within 10 feet. Right Wait, <laughs> what is the resistance that it gives? Um, this is the first I'm hearing about this is, it. This uh, is damage from spells. Oh, wow. Resistance to damage from spells. Oh, Very nice. spell damage. Very nice. nice. Um, that's the Oath of the um, Ancients. Ancients. It's called levels, the Aura of Warding. Very cool. Solid. All right. Uh, next up is Gray, which I believe is one by right here. Yep. Yep. Two away from Bolt. Uh, yeah, you know what? Bolt looks like a, a target rather than this. Uh, so it has lady. to, it would have to go Bolt's uh, a person. around. <laughs> Bolt is around a, a person here, or, or not a normal person. Uh, a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I'll go ahead and give it a dexterity check to see if it can actually uh, like balance on that barrel. 
Yeah, he crits on that. So okay. he just kind of pushes the barrel to the side uh, and gets up next to you, and he's going to try and stab you a couple times. And they do have pack tactics. 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 Oh, no. Uh, so that is a 20. That hits. Okay. Ouch. The first hit here. And that's six piercing damage. And the second one is a 21. That hits. For another five piercing damage. And basically, it's like these things are like swarming towards you now as you like step over the, the woman to defend her. Doing your job, sir. Okay, next up is blue. Is blue the other one by Bolter's blue? It's right over here. Okay. There's a civilian. There's yep, a let's go for the civilian. Turn. That sounds fun. Sounds fun for me. And that's a crit. Yeah, that one like <laughs> latches on and just drags her down no. again. Just starts cur- curbing her. We yep. are the wayward yep. watch, not the way the protector or something. So. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then it does have a second attack, so we'll just do uh, we'll just do a spawn. Actually, can they do a multi attack? Nope, it's one or the other. Okay, never mind. He's just gonna spend the rest of his turn eating. Noms. Uh, Victor, yeah. it's your turn. All right, I'm going to attack the one, the white one next to. Yes, I'm gonna do a range. You're in the range. You're actually gonna get sneak attack now, which I'm so excited for. <laughs> sneak attack and yeah. So yes. I'm gonna throw that. This is gonna be using uh, Shadow Song or not Shadow Song with Cinder Hearth. Natural twenty. Natural twenty yeah. with yeah. sneak attack. With sneak Beautiful. attack, so that's gonna be eight. Uh, that's fifteen. That is max plus rolled. Is without this plus seven. Five more. It's gonna be five more. Okay, and then so I need to roll my. 20. So plus thirteen. So thirty-three. Thirty-three plus. Um, What's the 46, 24. 24. So 57 <laughs> damage. 57 damage. <laughs> Beautiful. And if it doesn't die, then I'll activate my the flame on it. And uh, yeah, no, okay. you just come down right with Cinder Hearth and just like, it's like uh, opening up a lobster. <laughs> you know, full on, that carapace is open and you just see like the entire innards in there. So don't worry about the heavier no. back. And then I'll Thank step up behind claws. you and, and um, take a defensive. Nice. And then it is Green's turn. What is Green's closest enemy? Bolt. Ten, ten. Okay. More, more attacks on Bolt. Looks like uh, the Range. one with the armor gets Range. to take. I uh, know he's going to move up to you. Okay. Tactics. Yep. Tactics. Uh, <laughs> Do you get a plus one since you've got a, Had that two a civilian? Had that two oh, 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 um, for my bonus. Are they not an ally? If. If Corey says yes, then yeah. <laughs> They're not technically a conscious ally, so. So my my bonus action, I she still was still have my, she was still awake. She's just screaming because she has a spike in her. <laughs> For my bonus angle. action, I still have my my blindfold attached, okay. and when I step up behind you, I'm gonna cast Shield of Faith on. Oh. Okay. Me, what plus two? Plus two. two. Nice. Uh, so the first attack is you a thirteen. Cost, do you mean concentration? Uh, yeah, it's concentration. Yeah. yeah. So it was a thirteen and an eighteen to hit. Miss both of them. Yep. Okay. And then it's the civilian's turn. Which one? Uh, all of them. They're all gonna. They're run. all gonna run. Not dead yet. Uh, except for the one that's prone on the ground. Yeah, Those two can run be. what? Thirty feet. Thirty, 30 feet. feet. Sixty inside feet. the building. Or yeah, something. Get inside the building. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. The last two remaining. 
And the or there's one prone. Yeah, the one prone, she can't move. She's yeah. into the ground, so. She's impaled. And then it's Bolt at the bottom yeah. of the ground. I'm gonna go ahead and- uh, revenge. Go ahead and crack a uh, gray on my head. Okay. Thump. Give him a good thump. Yep. <laughs> 24. 24 will hit. So that is 11. Okay, 11 damage. As you just kind of backhand one of these and send it kind of like reeling that kind of thunderous reverberation ringing out. X attacks 26. 26 will hit. And is it still on gray? Yes. Okay. Uh, for another eight. Another eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good solid couple hits. Mm-hmm. And then it is the everybody win, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I'm feeling like I missed somebody. Uh, then it's the top of the next round. So uh, uh, round. Sorry. I'll use my bonus action to give myself temps. Six temps, and everyone within 20 feet of me that's an ally gets six as well. Victor, too far away. I'm going to use the. Yeah. Oh, Victor. Victor. Victor and the lady. The lady gets, yeah. I, get, I, I basically. Yeah, extend oh, a little she's bit. An ally. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> she is an unconscious ally. I'm not, I am not saying that she's conscious. Just, yeah. The shield doesn't care. It's still next to me. <laughs> I care. Um, so this is round two for Darian. So two more rounds and he'll be here. Uh, then Red gets to go. Fifteen away from Saradan. Uh, yep, that's that's what we're gonna go for. Gonna run up to you and attack. Oh yeah, reaction. Taking the sack. Okay. Wow. Um, oh, I wish I had. Nope. That's a twenty-eight to hit. Twenty-eight will hit. That's yeah, that's cursed. Crit. That's fourteen damage. Fourteen. Okay. So first attack is a 15 to hit. That hits. Okay. And that is. You know what? I'm gonna cast the shield spell. Okay. And Ooh. it'll miss. Okay. That'll Wait, miss. isn't that a reaction? And you just use your reaction. Thank you. Yes, yes. it is. Yep. Gosh, I, I have a hard sorry. time. No, I'm glad that you said that. I have a hard time keeping track of my reactions, obviously. Um, That's so. an epic dice for for being in the DM's favor, I suppose. Yes. Um, okay, uh, so that, that first one was four <laughs> piercing damage. Okay. And then you need to roll me a concentration. How dare you? Sorry, I'm a traitor. <laughs> and the second attack is a 13 to hit. That will barely hit. Okay, shoot. Oh wait, no, are they rolling with disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Yes. But you are not wearing armor. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then five damage for the second one. Made the first concentration, made the second concentration. Okay, sounds good. Yep, so this one, despite you kind of like weeding in and out of existence uh, as far as like memory goes, it still manages to like sink its claw or yeah. its uh, hook claws into a little bit and shred some flesh. Okay. And then Ezra. Okay, I'm going to shoot the red one with sharpshooter. Okay. Um, okay, let's better. So let's do uh, 17 to hit. 17 will miss. The skitters oh. off the armor again. Okay, I'll. Bonus action, send it over to green. How far away do they have to be? Or how um, far away? I think it's 20 feet. Let me just double check. 60 feet. So yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I spent epic yeah. to do that. So um, so that'll be a uh, 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Yeah. And that's Zoinks, we be found its armor class. <laughs> four. 
14 damage. Okay. Try to shoot red. Okay. Yeah, this is like the impossible target. For <laughs> yeah, for some reason. With sharpshooter again, because I want to kill it. Do it. Um, urgh, how about 17? 17 will yeah. yeah. oh, Dang it. Yeah, this thing is just more epic dice, do you? No. Shoot. Okay. Um, that's my turn. I'll just and use it. Yeah, I already used it. Eve. Thank goodness. Perfect <laughs> shot. Um, Eve will move up to red. Red. And attack with me long sword. Long sword. That it that will hit seventeen plus six. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> nice. Four. Four damage. Okay. Second attack. Will not hit. <laughs> Don't forget you have bless in case that would help. Yeah. I don't think it would help. Eight plus what's your six? That'd be six, fourteen. Yeah. Yep. Might Plus. get you to eight. Might get you to eight. Roll it. four. Well, so roll, roll four. that d four first. See if it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Two. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. Alrighty. Well, that puts you at sixteen. Okay. Have, have let's try. Plus five. That'll hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we got did. there. We did. <laughs> 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 Another four. Oh, four damage. At least you're like getting in between the little. Hey, you can threads. hit it. <laughs> You just can't hurt it. <laughs> I know. It's like a pin. Stupid red one. Why are you so strong? <laughs> yeah. Time to improve his stats a little bit. Like oh, he, is, no. he is now like he's rallied. He's, he leveled yeah. up. He's yeah, in the middle of the fight. Yeah, he's exactly. pumped. He's like nobody can touch me. He's now a uh, uh, like a. He's the boss. Okay. Right. <laughs> like a, a nemesis. <laughs> yeah. Zergling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, yep. this game does Shadow, have a nemesis. Shadow of Mortar, yep. yeah. Yep. Alrighty, uh, and then it is Saradon's turn. Okay. Sarah is going to take some swings at Red. Come on, Kill him. Kill him. Kill him. That's a, uh, jeez, that's not great. Um, 19, barely. Uh, 19 will hit, yes. Um, for seven damage. Okay. And then much higher for uh, nine damage. Nine, okay. And then butt action. Oh man. 19. 19 will hit. Low rolls, but barely. Good thing I had less. Yeah. Um, with the butt, <laughs> six damage. That's enough. Yay! Yep. Yeah. All right, you go ahead and, and deliver some quick slices and finally take oh. out the nemesis before he can get to his final form. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, okay, so she's going to just nope, move. That's, uh, that's, that's Eve. That's Eve. Eve. Well, I call <laughs> myself Eve, so I might as well be <laughs> trying Even to on the board as well. Um, I'm dead. Right, so funny. Geez. Uh, just right there, that's all. Okay. If you move one forward <laughs> in range. I know, but I don't want to be. I yeah, because I to wanted to enter range. Hopefully, move oh, up to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg goes next, and that is next to Holt, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. Is there are two next to Holt, or just the one? Yes, we're both next to one. Greg and Greg. Seventeen to hit. Miss. And a twenty-three to hit. I'm over. Okay. Ouch. Take nine. Piercing damage. I'm just imagining 
Ezra, I'm sorry. <laughs> in, in the, the robe. robe. Yeah, you're With all in pajama The Fabio hair. Yeah. Ascot's still on. That's it right. Always it's stays such on. You're a good trying look. to make a shot, and the wind keeps blowing, so you gotta stop. <laughs> 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 this, this pink kimono. Yeah, it's definitely pink. <laughs> I, I just kind of like that. Like, <laughs> the back is a right big, now. giant purple butterfly in sparkles. Yes. Here in the wind. Yep. All right, all the artists out there, draw it. Hello. Make it happen. <laughs> Put it on our Discord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fan art channel. Okay, mm-hmm. and then uh, blue goes next. Blue is 20 feet away from Bolt, 25 from Victor, and 40 from anyone else. Okay. Let's go ahead and have him... You know what? Let's have him rush Victor. That sounds like more fun. <laughs> no. Now, is Victor Here? next to two, or is only one? No, just one. Okay. Do you want him right behind Bolt, or do you want him right behind... Uh... Yeah, we'll put him right behind Bolt. Okay. Two of you. These things are swarmers, so... Oh, that's... That was two attacks. Uh, one of them is a critical fail. The other one is a 17 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Uh, so five piercing damage. And I'll use my evade to have it. Yeah, this one just kind of like dives from the the walkway at you and just like slams into your shoulder. Uh, But then it kind of like falls onto its back and has to like correct itself for its second attack. And then it's your turn. Okay, Uh, Cinderheart's on the ground. I'm going to like do that fancy stomp on the ground, get a flip in the air. And I'm going to turn around and smack it towards the one that just smacked at me. Okay. Kick it right at blue. Blue. Yep. Let's see, it's not so great. Let's see, 14 plus Four. bless. Four. 16. 16 will miss. There you go. 20. That'll hit. And um, I am going to activate the burn on this one as well, so the 2d10. Okay. In addition to the 8. That's what he's within the. Yeah, yeah he's he sneak on this one. That's eight, 18 plus the 2d10. So 18, it's 18, so 20, nice. 36. 36 nice. Uh, yeah, you like, you like sheer through like its entire side and it, it, it there's like flicks of flame coming up off of it. Uh, and it's kind of just like stumbling around a little, a little bit, but it's still alive. Is Yin Saren running around anywhere? Uh, no, he is not. So he's watching, and I look at him and go. <laughs> um, through your through your thing, you just look at him. Yep. Oh. I mean, he's probably He'd watching know. from the window. I turn my head towards the window quickly. <laughs> like you, you can't tell if he's there or not. No, obviously, <laughs> like he's outside of your blind Just in case. Yeah, but just in case he's there, like. He knows. You just hear the. And then after. Okay. Uh, then it is green. And that one's by. I'm by assuming bolt, bolt as well. By bolt, but it could also be by. It'd have to move if it wanted to go Yeah, but it wouldn't go out of your space. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move one forward and attack Victor again. Okay. Opportunity attack. Uh-huh. Oh, it goes left here for there. Yeah. Nice. That's a uh, 13 plus 8, 21. 21 will hit. Yeah. Four. 
Jeez, bad damage rolls tonight. Seven. Uh, yeah, it lets out a little shriek as you, like, hit its tail. Uh, but, yeah, so good. So it's going to attack Victor here with <laughs> a 15. That's kind of cool. Victor. Uh, 15 hits. 15 hits. <clears throat> Four or five damage. Take the damage. And it's not a new round, right? No. And then 21. Yeah, wait, wait. Hit. Yeah, 21 hit. You said how much damage? Five. All right, five. And then another five for the other slow race. So 10 damage total. Yep. And again, like they just see a little bit of a squishier target and start uh, start attacking you. Dance of death begins. Uh, civilians are good. Actually, I probably should roll death saving throws for that one. For getting hit in the ankle. She's bleeding out. She's a she's I know. a commoner. I know. <laughs> she has one hit point. <laughs> uh, she has one save and one failure. I think they have what ten HPs or yes, not even that. Yeah. All right, and then bolt. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead commoner. <laughs> just put her out of her misery. <laughs> this is a this That's is a mercy kill. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and attack. Uh, I'm gonna attack green. That is an 18. 18 will hit. Nice. Okay, and that is uh, 11 damage. 11. And it has disadvantage on anything other than me. Okay. And then I'm going to make my second attack be on blue. Way higher. Okay. 17 plus 8, uh, 25. That'll hit. 412 damage. Uh, so you just kind of like bring your fist around, smash into gray, and then it just comes green, full force. Green, green, blue. Yeah, and then slams into blue and just like crunches the front part of it. So blue is dead? Blue is dead. Squish. It's the sound of a lobster when you... <clears throat> the the sound of pounding uh, paws is getting closer. Uh, Darian is only one round away. We can hear his air flapping just in time for us to kill that back. Uh, Ezra. Uh, I'm gonna just shoot the green one. Okay. Sharpshooter, come on. Don't worry, Josh, I got him for you. Um, that's gonna be a 23 to hit. 23 will hit. Finally. For, that's gonna be 23 damage. On which one, sorry? Green. Green? Uh, yeah, spears right through it and just kind of impales it into the ground. Um,. I don't know that I really can see gray, so I'll move on the barrel, and then I should be able to get a better line of sight. Okay. Shoot that one. Sharpshooter. So that natural 20. Nice. Um, okay, so this is going to be 16. That's 30. Um, the sharp, sharpshooter doesn't get doubled because it's not No, no I don't just flat ones. Yeah. So it's hold on. So 16 it's not a damage 22. Is 30 plus 13. 43. Uh, Ezra, in all his glory, jumps up onto this uh, crate <laughs> and just takes out both of the remaining. Robe flapping in the wind. Yep. <laughs> Stop flapping, please. No more flapping. All I can do is flap. Um, all right, yeah, so that <laughs> is all of them. No. Can I, can I do a medicine check on the lady to try to stabilize her? Yeah, go ahead. Around on a furry thong. <laughs> That's a now. Uh, you kill her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me check on you. Like, <laughs> you do, like, pull the spike out before realizing, like, what I'll that go, does. I'll go give her a... So a, that's a death saving... I'll, that's a failure. I'll, I'll go give her a, just one uh, lay on hands point. Okay. 
to stop right, the bleeding. She's good. Let me help yeah. you. That's all she needs. Yep. She lets out a gasp as she like she's still bleeding, but it's not as severe as it was before. So okay. yeah. So you say, "Oh, you're all right. Get to the end quick." Sure. <laughs> Jesus, you can do it. You can do it. on one leg. You can do it. Um, <laughs> slap her butt as yeah. she hobbles off. <laughs> Go team. <laughs> I hand her the chunk of spike to use as a cane as she walks by. Uh, yeah, okay, sure. She'll use that. <laughs> uh, Darian comes running up and slams into you and, and just like starts like sniffing you, like making sure that you're okay. I'm fine, I'm fine. We forgot to do anything with Ixburn this time. Oh, oh well. Letters by majestically. Yes. He he's just, he's just watching. Silent if you took the help action, you might, I would have you might have that is, So <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and say right now that for the time being, Ixburn will be a familiar for you. Nice. So, so I can have him take the help no. action. Mm-hmm. Solid. So yeah. Any is there any other like any other civilians that are down? Does the um, Arcanum thing seem to have things under control? Are they still uh, fighting? So it's yeah, it seems like the Arcanum is getting things under control. You can see more of the like more of the uh, gatherers kind of bloating up and flying away, uh, as it were. Shoot one of the blast. Okay, yeah. I mean, you can you can slam into it. Uh, yeah, range. I'll be blasting like fireballs <clears throat> yeah. as, like, as they fly by. Yeah, as you guys like start running feet. up. Yeah, you can you can start firing off your ranged attacks and everything. Uh, bringing a few of them down, you come around. You come around up to the the watchtower, and you can see just like just a mass of these gatherers all over the place. And you see a few that are far larger than uh, the gatherers that you've seen before. Uh, kind of thicker, almost uh, spider-like abdomens mm. on them, or they've got like you see a couple that are uh, specifically they look very hornet-like. And in fact, like one of these one of these larger ones slams down in front of you and it's uh it's probably like it's probably about eh, maybe a bit smaller than Darien but not by much and it like it starts like menacing towards you you can see like acid dripping and then all of a sudden uh there's this battle cry and this warhammer slams into it as um the champion comes down and she just like cracks right through the carapace and she just kind of like wipes a little bit of blood and she goes you're all uh you're all up. <laughs> kind of hard to sleep. Your do do eyes lingered a little bit. I saw them linger. Well, it's an unusual sight. That's still right flapping in the wind. <laughs> yes. Stop flapping. <laughs> this hero she, wind is such a She looks behind you and she says, that all you're doing? It is. Like I mentioned earlier, we do your job for you. <laughs> These are actually the creatures that we, well, the smaller ones, we ran into previously. Really? You've seen these things before? Yes. Are you going to be pursuing them? Do you need help? Might, some of us need to get dressed, but we'd be happy to help. And she kind of she kind of sits there a moment and kind of closes her eyes, and then you hear her mumbling something as she like returns whatever message just came into her uh, brain, and she goes, "It sounds like we're we're routing them and they're heading back into the mist. They've never been able to breach before. They're I'm not exactly sure what happened." I look at the lighthouse. Is it shut off? Uh, no, it's still on. It's still active. She says, I broke You know what? I, I guess fate is on our side here. All right. Congratulations. You're now deputies for the Arcanum. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, by, by whatever power that the Arcanum decided to give me, and of course, a Minotaur, I want you into the fog, and I want you finding out what's going on and stopping it if you can. Gladly. Okay. <clears throat> 
Honesty is always the best policy if, I have to point out. If you don't mind. A contract. <laughs> and she she grabs the quill and she dips it in some of this like weird goop and, and writes it down like it's almost acidic so it like etches it in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, wait, what, do our what job. Are the terms? <laughs> do I don't job. know, I can't read it. <laughs> it said do their job. Signed. Her. It was a paper that said we are deputies. Have the right to do what we want. Right. Well, we will we'll be able to leave uh tomorrow evening. Perfect uh, as soon as you can. If you need anything we're, we're happy to provide and, and get you what you need. the greatest treasure to the top of the list and we can leave as soon as we can. That's, that's their ship that we're that, in. The rickety one. Mm-hmm. It's very Unless reliable. you want to give us right. one of your ships. I am i don't have any love for that <laughs> hunk of junk. <laughs> the hunk of junk will be fine. <laughs> and and she says, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and make sure that, there are, that uh, we can get that repaired as quickly as possible. You can leave on the morning. If you Excellent. put like a cannon on the front or something cool, <laughs> yeah, <then go>. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, a magical railgun attached to the bottom of it. And she, she leans forward and she says, "So you've all heard the stories about the uh, the broken expanse, right?" <sighs> Not what a lot. Stories. That that, that it's more than just a, a sudden drop off. That there are islands out there. Yes. yes. Well. Obviously, it's a it's a horribly kept secret that that's actually true. Um, but with the Arcanum, we do ask that you keep whatever you see out there to yourselves. You don't want to report after. I want to report, but I don't want you. I don't want you blabbing to anybody else. If we start hearing rumors that you're spreading more information, then that could lead to problems down the line. Understood? Yes. Institution. Perfect. All right. Good luck to you all, and try not to die. That's kind of a given, I suppose. Yes, ma'am. Does she notice the pin on my shirt? Do you you have oh, that pin out there? Awesome. You, it's not hidden in your pocket or something. <laughs> <laughs> and she she's she will march up to you, oh, and she will grab the pin and just rip it off of you. And she says, "Don't dishonor the dead, boy." the dead by living. And she's just gonna march off like adventurous. And put some clothes on. Spicy boy. You've been a hey. troublemaker today. <laughs> Alright. Uh, well it sounds like you have a clear go ahead to go into the broken expanse. Yes. Uh, the greatest treasure will be ready by morning. Everyone can take a long rest. Oof. It might Ooh. be the last one you get for a little while. Ooh. Who knows? Um, but I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Death is the longest. Thank rest. you, everyone, for joining. <laughs> uh, hopefully, you enjoyed tonight's episode. I know I did. Um, join our Discord. Take a look at the Reddit. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, and uh, let's see. What, what should you comment today? What do you want to see? Yeah, Taz are wearing next. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a pompadour. Any, if anyone uh, wants to draw fan art of it, yes, I would love to see. We're awaiting unicorn it. Ezra fan art. Fan art. Unicorn Ezra purple bathrobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or pink bathrobe, purple yeah. butterfly. Try to minimize the flapping, <laughs> or just at least keep it suitable for work. Keep it PG. Mm.
somewhere between PG thirteen and I. <laughs> <laughs> PG PG thirteen. Sensor bars are acceptable. Yes. <laughs> uh, but until next time, have a wonderful evening and uh, happy holidays. At this point, see you guys. Oh. At this Bye. Point. <laughs> time has no meaning in time here. Has no meaning. Yeah. Welcome to the welcome to the red room. <laughs> oh.